Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Yeah, Friday Eve. Welcome in. Welcome in. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. I like the lid, Gunner. I like, like the lid you're rocking today. That's yeah, sweet. Hey, I went to uh, Cabela's yesterday. Um, I bought a friend of mine um, one of those bug assault guns uh, because he has this, <laughs> he has a beautiful beach house down in Dewey Beach, and his wife hates flies and bugs. So right. I said, dude, I got the perfect gift for you. So I bought him one. These guys better give you a sponsorship, by the way. No, this guy, he does a lot for our family. You know, okay. he, uh, no, I'm saying the, yeah. the, the bug assault better, oh. better take care of you. And uh, so <laughs> Cabela's restocked. Uh, you know I mean? I love baseball caps. And they yeah. got a new, they got a whole new uh, collection in of the lids. So I got this one and I got one that's like an olive color I wear tomorrow. Tomorrow, They were on sale for 15 bucks. I said, I got to have it. Can't beat that. I got to have it. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's strong, man. That's strong. So I, you were you, you had a little traffic issue getting here. I know we were we were concerned. Barrett and I were very worried worried for your well being. We absolutely were. Yes, Barrett wait, was Barrett wait, was almost wait. in tears. Wait, wait. Let me let me let me analyze this for a moment. <laughs> Barrett was worried about my well being. Let me yes. think about this for a second. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm good. Are, so, you, bu- yeah. are you buying it? Or are you not <laughs> buying it? What was that? I don't know what, what that was. What was that? What was that all about? Yeah, what was Nothing. That? I just had you don't to think soak we're being sincere that, that Barrett could be concerned about you? I was just trying to just soak, soak the moment in because it's so rare. Oh. <laughs> I, was trying to soak, I, was, I was trying to soak the moment in. See, okay. people who know Barrett and I well know that Barrett and I spend our friendship and our personal livelihood trying to one up each other. Yes. Who can Absolutely. get the best shot? Who can get the best shot in first? <laughs> so that's why I'm a little taken aback when you said Barrett was concerned about my well-being. Say, I want to make was, sure you he got was, here, man. I mean, hey, you want to make place. sure you were okay. We're, yeah, you, I, I had to go to a get meeting. Good that's what I'm saying. But see, you yeah. don't have a good signal by your church. It's not a good signal there. No, what if you ran yeah. off the road or something? You're right. And then you didn't have a good signal. I was worried about that, bro. Yeah, dude, I saw a motorcycle accident on my way home. Oof. Um, yeah, but I had to go to a meeting up in my church this morning, a business meeting, and it lasted a little bit longer. And it's still going on even as we speak. So I told him, I said, look, I have to go. And I get behind these people that drive 10 miles an hour, which is uh-huh. a good thing in a lot of ways. Because some people cannot drive when the road is – snow and ice are different. Yeah, it's rainy it, in our area for, for people who are yeah. all over the uh, all over the map here. Yeah. It, it blows my mind. People don't know how to drive in rain. I just right. don't get it, you know. Well, well it, you get that – you're right. You, and they go into this mode where they're constantly hitting their – hitting their brakes right all the time or they're going in the left lane they're doing 10 miles an hour i mean yeah. it's look you do it to be careful don't get me wrong but yeah there are people that act like they've never seen it before i get it if you moved here from uh from california and you get your first yeah. snowfall and you don't yeah. know what's happening yeah. but you've right seen or, rain or arizona yeah or, yeah you've seen that. rain i mean give me a, i told you guys i was i was out i was in arizona probably like march and i was i was out there for for business and the, the cab driver didn't know how to drive in the rain like he was he was in a panic. Jeez. I was going from the airport to, to my hotel, and he he was like, mm-hmm. "I don't know about this." I'm like, "Dude, do you want me to jump in? Like, I need to get it." I'm not kidding. He he was Dude. absolutely panicked because it was raining. You didn't, you didn't like, tell him that, did you? I did. Oh, I said I'll hop up there, man. If we if we need to, but it well, was. I, uh, I, but see, yeah. you guys, I have I have I have real worldly problems, man. Uh oh. Yeah, man. Um, I, I 
you know the court thing I had for uh for my oh geez for your properties so, yeah yeah so he's, he go, he's going to jail well, let, let's let's let people know that so Barrett's got a couple uh, got a property in particular that he sold okay yeah, mind sold. you a while ago and the current owner uh there's a holdup in them being able to do anything with the house and they haven't kept up with the lawn and they haven't kept up with other stuff and you're getting fines because of it it's still going yes. back to you right yes so um. I called, I called, you know, remember I called, I went there, got there early, was sitting there. They still didn't give me a court case. Um, so it was like, well, just go ahead and go. I get a letter in the mail yesterday. No. They fined me a thousand dollars. What? And then it's $33 for the court fee. What, what was the fine Why? for? What was the fine for? For me not being at court. They claimed you weren't there? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. So yeah. the woman that told me to go ahead and go. She was just a secretary, so she didn't have the authority, the authority. to do that. Oh. So I called today, and they're supposed to call me back. And they said like an hour, I mean, an hour and a half. I'm like, well, I'm on my show in an hour and a half. Well, that's the only thing we can do, sir. Yeah, honestly, man, uh, oh my here, here's what I'll say. And I, I know like your first reaction is, I don't want to spend this money, and I get it. But you might have to get an attorney, man. This is getting too crazy now. Bro, if I got to get a turn, it's going to cost me more. Yep. Than no, I, absolutely. No, Barrett, I know. But it just feels like there's so much incompetence going on around this, man, that you need someone to put to scare the bejesus out of them a little bit. Well, you know what? I might just go ahead and just pay this thousand bucks and just be through with it, man. That's, I'm at this point, Yeah, but man. you don't owe the thousand, dude. Yeah. I know dude. I don't owe don't it. Don't do that. Don't pay the thousand because they're going to hit you for something else until this deed is officially transferred. And because there's no workers anymore, um, you you may keep getting more fines for not mowing the grass and doing all that right. stuff. You keep keeping so why it, pay it? Yeah, it, it, you know it's never going to stop, dude. It's not. I mean, you have but, to. Well, God, you know what's the bad part about this? If I owe, if I owe like fifteen hundred bucks, because each each fine is like four hundred eighty five, four hundred ninety bucks. So why did they just come with a thousand dollars? Exactly. Yeah. If it's if it's fifteen hundred dollars, not know, not only that, it's not your fault. The courts are backed up. There, you you sold know. you sold the property. The deed is no longer in your name. Absolutely. The people who currently own the place can't do anything because it hasn't officially transferred. You have legally sold it. It's the it's the New Jersey's problem, not yours. Yeah. They need to get their butts in gear. Well, just, you see, you see why I sold the property because it doesn't matter with that township. Gloucester City Township is the worst. Yeah, it's not worth the headache. The I, I will worst. say this, Pat. Reach out to your congressman, uh, either where you live where you presently live or where your house was and talk to them about what's going on here, man. Right. Right. Really? You got, you can't take this lying down and don't pay that stuff, man. One don't. of many reasons why I will never move to Jersey. <laughs> One of many reasons. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I, I mean, isn't that ridiculous though, man? I mean, it's, it's absurd. absurd that's ridiculous. It's absurd. It is. It really See, is. We just good old fun loving country folk down here in Delaware. <laughs> We just, we just good old, just good old Southern folk down here. You are, you are where you're at's almost Southern folk. It's close. You're right. You're right, right man. On the, right on the border. You are right. I'm there, right on man. that Mason Dixon line, man. You are, man. You are far. <laughs> hey, we see everybody. We see you, Chris, uh, checking in. Brandon, Ooh. Anthony, Philip, our man Frank, yeah. Hungry, Python. We got William you, Jeremiah, <laughs> William. What up, guys? Uh, yeah, smash the like button. But um, so we had Brandon Graham yesterday, guys, and that. That caused a bit of a stir. It caused it, I, a stir is probably the wrong word. When you have somebody like Brandon who's so positive, there's just no there a, stir. Stir is the right word. Stir, stir to a degree, yeah. you know. I, 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 he, and one of the things I think that, that it caught, uh, kind of went viral a little bit to an extent. Um, 
he talked about he look he wanted to play 15 years in the nfl and he doesn't know if the eagles are going to ask him back after this year he right. loved to stay as an eagle he loved to finish his career as an eagle but we asked him point blank would you continue to play and he said i probably would yeah and that you know that that got a lot of run and i I don't, I don't know. I mean, when you think of it in context, what's wrong with that? The dude wants to keep playing, man. And sometimes the, you, you yeah. need to, it takes two to tango. One of the biggest reasons why I despise social media, and if it wasn't for the fact that I had to be on social media because of what I do, I would not be on Twitter. I, Facebook is fine. Fam, Facebook is more family-oriented, and people just want to get to know people, and we rekindle. Low. Twitter, Twitter is like the devil, man, you know. And I have no problem blocking people out. But see, people took what he said and ran with it in the wrong direction. Every athlete, every athlete will tell you, if one organization is done with me and I feel I have one or two, three, five more years left, yes, I'm going to go try to play somewhere else. Who wouldn't want to try to get as much seven-figure income as you possibly can? Anybody on our chat room, anybody on social media, who says, I wouldn't do that. I would call it quits. You're lying. You're flat out lying. There's no question about that. I mean, just from personal experience. Yes. Only reason why I retired is because um, I, I know my injury, I'm it's, it's, it's the game going into the first game. I had made the squad. Um, We're in Carolina. No, we were at home. We were at home playing Carolina and Deuce runs up the hole. It hits me from behind. I like, I hit this linebacker and I'm driving him back. I'm actually about to put him on his back. And as I'm trying to put him on his back, Deuce run in behind me. We're at the Steelers, runs in behind me right. and jacks me up. As soon as he does this, he pushes me, the linebacker then pushes me because he's at the bottom of my leg ah. and my knee hit the ground. Bam, when it hit the ground, ah. it severed my patella tendon from my from ah. my, uh, my quad muscle from my kneecap. Ah. So my whole quad, I, mean, I don't know if anybody's ever seen like when you get, when somebody rips a bicep muscle, it like comes up, you know, up here. Like a so rubber whole, band. Ugh. Yep. So my, my whole quad muscle went up like a rubber band. It so, looks like a shade or a blinder yep. when you uh, when it jet, when uh, it goes yep. back up. Yeah. So uh I'm sitting on the ground and it I, it was just it felt like it was like an intense pain for like one second, like bam, oh I'm like, damn, that hurts. Mm-hmm. So then I um I tried to get up, so I, then it doesn't hurt after that. So then I try to get up, and as I try to get up, I feel my whole quad muscle up here, like, oh, what is this? Up in so your side. Yeah, so uh. I'm sitting on the ground, I'm sitting on the ground, I'm like, what is going on? So the doc comes out, Dr. Bradley. Dr. Bradley actually did the surgery on uh, Carson Wentz's knee. Oh. He comes up to me. He says, uh, "He says, um, what's, what's going on, man? I said, man, it's my, it's my knee, man. I don't know. What's wrong with my, I mean, I'm going to leave my leg, man. What's going on? So he pulls my pants leg up. And where the muscle was, it wasn't there. So my skin was actually folded over <laughs> my, oh. um, my bone. So me, my bone. So I'm looking down like, oh, that's oh. not right. He's like, right. he's like, oh, man. So he looked at me and said, oh, it's you, poor child. Hey. I said, what do you mean it's me, poor child? He said, man, I know you got that nursing thing, that nursing thing you do. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I, I got a nursing school, you know, nursing agency. He said, yeah, yeah, you'll be cool. I said, Doc, what are you talking about? He hit you with that on the wow. field? Yes, like, 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 wow. Yes. He said, um, he said, wow, oh, man, man, you'll be fine, man. You prepare for sport life after football. I said, what are you talking about, Doc? He said, well, somebody half your age and half your size couldn't come back from this injury. I'm like, Jeez, you, man. I, I mean, yeah. may, maybe at least wait till you get you back in the locker room before wow. you hit you with that. That's I, a bro. I'm on the field sitting down, Jeez, and then man. I look over. I look over the uh, team, and I look over Chris Kimwatu. You know, starting guard with like, oh yeah, crying. B, what's going on, B? B, oh, don't no. leave me, B. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't mad because I was hurt. He was probably he was pissed off because we were in the huddle, and I tell him what to do. I would tell him all the plays. Like, all right, man, you got a double team to this guy over here. 
ready break. We go to the line. You know what I'm saying? So they, he didn't have anybody to tell him the plays. This he's trying to make the squad. So you oh know. my god, <laughs> it was crazy. But, but, yeah, but no, look, your point is you you the, the game told you you had to leave basically yes, your body yes. your phys- physically. But if you're still well enough to go and you want to go, do it, man. Do it till they. If it's something you love, bro, I'd have still been playing right now. We I'd be in year thirty if oh, I yeah. could, bro. You oh. know, look, I mean, it's it's. it's you you got a small amount of time to maximize your money making potential and your physical potential because yes. father time is undefeated. Your that's body right. event, your body right. will eventually you know turn its back on you and and that's a problem. Like I knew it was coming, man, because I could I could see myself in practice and I'm watching the linebacker. I say, oh, I got this blitz. I know I got this blitz. I know the blitz is coming. So I, maybe as soon as the ball was snapped, I'd run out there to go get him. And as I'm running out there to go get him. I still can't get him because he's still going like, all right, there he is. I'm, I'm out here to go get him. Oh, well, there he goes. I know I'm supposed to get him. My path was supposed to get him, but I couldn't get him. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, oh. you, and you know five years ago you would have been there to, to get oh, him. Oh, I'd have been right there waiting for him like, come on. Yeah, come on. But he was yeah. like, you know, I, I knew, man. But, I mean, it's like that. And then, you know, I rehab back. I, I worked out. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to come back. You know, it's like it's like week. I mean, this is month. You know, it took me 13 months to get to a point where I'm running really good, you know oh, what I'm man. saying, that I'm feeling physically fit, but I still wasn't ready to play, so I got a call from the Tuna, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bill Parcells? Um, Bill Parcells. <laughs> so Bill Parcells calls my agent and said, hey, we'll call Barrett. So Bill Parcells, I know him personally, you know, real good guy. He calls me, he said, hey, uh, Brooksy, uh, you, you ready to come out here and work out for me? He said, man, I'm almost ready. I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, a couple of he hung the phone up. He didn't want to hear no, nothing. No, no, he didn't. Yes, yes. Why, he because you said almost, up. not I'm ready almost, right now? Almost, yes. If I'd have said I'm ready right now, we'd have went on with the conversation Jeez, and flew me out. But since he I hung said, up I'm on you? Oh, hung up. No more rap. Just hung the phone up. Damn. But but you know him well. Yes, I know him well. He dogged you like that? Yes, yes. Wow. Yes. Man, I'd have had somebody lowjack his car, man. That's Bruh, tough. It's, it's that the nature tough. of the beast, man. You know, yeah. it's, it's, what have you done for me lately? It's an unforgiving league. The point is, if you can do, do it as long as you want to do it, man. And and yeah. if the Eagles don't, and again, we don't. Brandon Graham could have a great year, and the Eagles extend him for two years. Exactly. We have no idea. But exactly. if he, if he want to keep playing, man, I wish the guy all the best. God it bless turns, him. It, it unfortunately turns in t- stuff's taken out of context. And you're right, Derek. Like your point about Twitter, the difference between Twitter and I know people are on TikTok and Instagram and all that, but the difference with, with specifically with, with Twitter and Facebook is Facebook, you can kind of control your friends, right? Yes, you, yep. Who you're associating with for lack yep. of a better word on there, interacting with um, Twitter is like the wild, wild West, unless you block somebody or yes. mute them and, or whatever, they have access to you. Number one. But, but the other thing is just like, understand you, a, a quote that you read, there's a full context, a full body to that right. statement, whatever, but it is what it is. But the people jump, you know, it's like people sitting in the basement, you know, probably in the under, underwear, holy t-shirt, got nothing else to do. And all they d- like to do is stir up trouble. Yeah. You know, you, you, you took, you took what he said and you ran with it in the wrong direction. That man's trying to make a living just like us. You make a living. If one entity doesn't want you, you go somewhere else. You want to continue your livelihood. That's what, that's what America's all about. Making well, your own way, being exactly. successful, doing what you have to, to have to do to take care of your family. And, you know, I would love to see BG retire as a Philadelphia Eagle, and there's a possibility he could. But if he goes across the street and works for the Giants, I hate to say this, the Cowboy, whoever, whoever pays him, and if he's happy with that, good for him. Yeah. 
Well, if he you plays know, until he's 40, good for him. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's that's what it is, you know. It's unforgiving, man. And and once you sit back and think about it, man, we play a game and, and we get to cover a game. And, you know, it, it's just a wonderful thing, man. But the likelihood that this this league allow you, man, because he's, yeah. he's, he's doing everything he can. Yeah. He's, BG has always been in the most optimal shape for the past five, six years. He has yes. been the best shape of his life. And the greatest attitude you could have. No greatest question. Attitude. No he, question. he does not get tired out there on the field. And he, that's why he can talk so much because he's not tired. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He makes sure yeah. he'll be, he'll be physically fit enough to go out there and play every snap if you ask him to. But then with him just playing probably like 20 snaps a game, yes. that yeah. means he can go all out full speed. Every single time he's out there, oh, man. Somebody well, I think he, what also was interesting, guys, we were talking about the different defensive schemes. And, we look, we know uh, he's best suited playing in, in a four-man front as a, as a rushing – you know, and he's really good against the run, don't get me wrong, yeah. but a defensive end in that in that set. He said himself, you know, he's working on other stuff in practice. It may not be yep. exactly what he wants, but he'll do the best that he can, and he'll also counsel the younger kids and, and try and get them – like, this guy's a perfect player coach, too. In whatever best. we're going to call them, you know what I'm the saying, like Barrett. It's kind of like what you were at the end. You were yep. you were there to be a mentor too and teach these guys. And that's exactly that'll be his strongest suit. That's why Howard Roseman needs to keep him in the locker room, keep him Absolutely. on that roster for culture. For the culture, yes. exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's that's people don't think about how much of a rarity that he is to have a player like Absolutely. that come in and mentor to the younger guys because this is usually dog eat dog. I'm not helping him. He's taking my position. You yeah. know, and I if I'd have took if I'd have taken that attitude. With the Steelers, I wouldn't have been on that roster. They wouldn't have they wouldn't have signed me back three three years or three or four years. You know what I'm saying? They'd have let me just go. Right. But right. they understood and I knew my place within the framework of what they were doing. Yeah. They knew they needed a mentor. They liked the fact that I mentored, and that's why I was able to sign a contract and stay there for as long as I did. If I went up there like, oh, I'm not gonna help him, I would have hurt myself and they probably wouldn't have signed me back because Absolutely. I wasn't gonna start. That's a great point. Look at a guy like you, Donis Haslam, who who should have been probably retired oh. like 10 years ago. Off the exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. He's exactly. still Perfect. there. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's helping, he's helping uh, Bam out of bio. He's helping you know, all the other big and everybody on the team, by the way, not just bigs. He's helping all these guys get better and know how to go about their business. And he's Remember a coach. The coach blew up. Remember the coach blew up. Yeah. And uh, right. with, 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 with him and, and, yeah, and, and Butler. Butler and all that. Yep. He was right there front and center. Hey, yeah. you know, who's a perfect example of that? Andre Iguodala. Oh, yes. definitely. Yep. Just exactly. just a few years ago, he was an integral part of all those Warrior championships. This series, you hardly saw him get off the bench. But what will happen every time out? He's up in a young player's face, coaching him up. Mm-hmm. That's why he's with Golden State. 100%. What he lacked, what he lacked now, that at that athletic prowess that he had a few years ago, he makes up for for being one of Steve Kerr's right hand men. So let's face it, Barry. I'm sure you can attest to this. A lot of times. A player, especially a young player, will listen to a seasoned vet more than they will listen to a coach. Yes, exactly. And Andre Iguodala, you know, I'm sitting there watching the series with Boston. He's up off the bench. He's he's clapping his hands. He's getting in players' faces. He's pointing at players, patting them on the back. Come on, man, you better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, I kudos to Steve Kerr because Steve Kerr knows, as a former player, when to step in, when to step aside and let somebody else take the reins and, and get a player – Focus back to where he needs to be for the next series after a timeout. Yeah, I don't like, know. You I don't guys know. can relate to this with with your kids when they, especially when they were younger. You could tell them something all you want, and it's a lot of times it's going in one ear and out the other. But you had another adult or another coach 
say something about technique or how to go about the, and yeah. then all this oh oh really yeah i've been saying exactly. that to you forever and exactly <laughs> you might listen to me but you're going to listen to him or her right you know what right I mean? right right when it came to reprimanding kids at home i let my wife do more of that but my, my wife had the had the you know, oh, uh, let me hug you. You love you. I'm more like the drill sergeant. <laughs> You're the bad get guy. Your, get your behind up. Yep. You know, and, and mom, dad's too tough on us. Too tough on you. What? And yeah. Tristan's like, you're too rough on him. And oh, so I God. said, you know what? Then you deal with it. I'm not dealing with it. You deal with it. Yeah. And just let me know. You know, but call me in when you need reinforcement. That's it. I get to a point where <laughs> it was like me against the kids, against her. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need this headache. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just let her do it. I hear you. Trust me. I hear you. I, the bad cop role gets old, man. Uh, I can oh, tell it you does, that. man. Well, oh. see, but then, like, my, my, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. My kids know I'm an asshole. They just know it. They oh. know it. You know what I'm saying? They know, they know that I am. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and they, and they conduct themselves accordingly. Yeah. Well, they you're know, not there to be their bud. I, I, I we talked I'm about not, this. I'm not, I'm not, man. And we they, are you know, not, you're not there to be their bud. And everything's no. okay. And everything's right, great. It doesn't right. mean you're not supportive. But also, exactly. if you see something that's going sideways, you damn well better jump in there before it becomes a bigger issue. I know, because I'd rather, I'd rather raise my kids than have police raise my kids. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So, or the, you know, streets, I'm, I'm the that, streets raise them. Yeah, exactly. I, so I don't, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want to be that, I don't want to be that guy that I'm always on, you know, bite back them all the time. But yeah. they, they understand the little things that get me going. So they I don't do say those this. little things. Yeah. I will say this. I never, never swore at my kids. I never had to swear at them. I, I cannot yeah. say that. I can't say that yesterday. So <laughs> dang, <laughs> what time is it? I can't dang. say it today. I, I, right? <laughs> dang, I never swore. I've never swore at my kids to this no, day. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Look, hey, look. 18, so why? Oh, 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 so, so why do you swear at me then? <laughs> well, what number kind of one, is that, man. Number one, um, you ain't my kid. Number two, <laughs> um, I know that if you hit me, I'm suing you for everything. I want the boats. <laughs> I want the salt. I want the I want the saltwater swim pool. Matter of fact, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say it in front of hundreds of witnesses right now. If you ever swing at me and you miss, I'm telling you right now. I'm laying on the ground. I'm twitching, like I'm having a seizure oh, until the ambulance comes to get me. When I get to the hospital, I can't feel it below my waist. Oh, my legs won't move. I see you in court. Oh, you were unbelievable. And I want the new smoker you got too. And and, and Barrett was <laughs> Barrett was concerned about your well being. No, I'm just saying it all you're comes wrong. out. Hold up, hold up. You're wrong again, D Gun. Hold up. I'm 5'11, 220. Barrett 6'5, 340. Now I can I can still stick and move a little bit. All the bones creak a little bit more than these weeds like styrofoam, but I can still stick and move. <laughs> but if Barrett hits me, I'm telling you right now, I'm going it's into over. convulsions. I'm yeah. telling you right now. I don't think you'll you'll have the opportunity to sue. I think you'll be in the afterlife if Barry catches so? you clean. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, all right. So today, guys, we got it. We got a big day, man. We got the uh, NBA draft tonight. Now, I know on face you're saying to yourself, Sixers pick twenty three. Uh, there's no LeBron James coming out. I, I'm not all that excited about the draft. I get that, but I think there's going to be significant movement tonight. Sixers wise, I think there's going to be some trades made. I think in the NBA, we've already seen it started yesterday with with Jeremy Grant. Got yeah. traded from yep. Detroit to Portland. I think that's just the beginning. I think it's going to be a really active day and night. We'll keep if anything goes down during the day, we'll keep you posted. But uh, that's tonight. That's kind of the headliner tonight. Rich Hoffman Jr. is going to join us at two o'clock from the Athletic. He covers the Sixers, so we'll talk draft with him. One o'clock, Trent Cole. Trent Cole, who we uh, friend of the show, who we've had on the show as well. Uh, another Birds defensive end. 
a guy who I think is is in the top five of underrated Eagles that, that have ever played for the organization. He was incredibly productive during Absolutely. his time. Um, so he's going to join us. I'm, I'm going to get, I want to get his opinion on, we can talk about Brandon Graham, certainly, but the whole notion of, you know, odd fronts, even fronts, what he preferred, how he, how he thinks it's going to look this year with him. Cause he still keeps a very close eye on the Eagles. And I know Gunner, he's got an event coming up, um, that he's going to talk about as well. Yep. So he's, he's going to be on at one. Uh, we're going to dive into the Phillies. I'm all right. I'm not bad today. Considering they lost right, three I, in a I, row. I, I just knew it. I just knew you were going to be. That was a hideous game. Freaking yeah. hideous game. It, awful, awful, awful. All the old bad habits, errors. The Here bats fall asleep. Here I go. Here we go. <sighs> the bats fall asleep. <laughs> I, I just. Ugh. Hoskins, I, I, Hoskins booting the ball. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and they've, how do you drop eight straight against the Rangers of all teams? No, no, nine straight. Nine, sorry. And swept out this year, four games. Terrible. So then, and now you go to San Diego where, where it gets very real. And, and, and who are they facing tonight? Don't get me started. Who who are they facing tonight? The, the I think enti- he's eight and zero. The pitcher yeah. eight and zero with a one one something ERA. The, the the Gunner, this staff that they're going to face has the fifth best ERA in yep. baseball. Okay, so there's no breaks here in anybody they're facing. So I'll ju- I'll give you what they have coming oh, up. Oh, Joe Musgrove. Musgrove. Musgrove's yep. right there for any discussion right now as an early Cy Young guy. No question. So you go Musgrove, Gore, Snell, and Darvish. That's what they have in the next four games. Then it's Atlanta with Morton, Wright, and Anderson. And then you get St. Louis <laughs> yep. with Nicholas, who almost had a no-hitter the other uh, two starts ago. Uh, Flaherty, who's supposed to be back, and Wainwright. So that that's what they have coming up anyway. So Phillies, frustrating. We'll talk about the Phillies a little bit later. Uh Last segment, we will get into a bunch of different things, including uh, the passing of Tony Siragusa. Rest in peace. Yeah, man, uh, I'm saying, wow. I knew him. I knew him too, man. Real good, big, dude, bigger bro. than life personality. Yeah, man. exactly. Shame, Very, real shame. Fifty five, way too young, man. Uh, so, look, I know when when somebody passes, there's always uh, glowing testimonials from friends and former teammates. Read some of the stuff like Ray Lewis said about him and, and man, what he meant. Oh, oh my God, man. It was like heartbreaking. Mm. Just, just reading some of the stuff. So, uh, you know, we'll get into and, and also, you know, to his credit, turned himself into, into a, you know, a personality. He, he had the, I think he was the first guy doing that sort of sideline end zone thing. Remember they yeah. had him stationed yep. in the yep. end zone as, as a reporter yep. during the game. And I forgot he was with Indy for seven years. Yeah. I just, I just always knew him as a Raven. Yep. Yep. That was his, yeah, that was his first, uh, wow. His first years, yeah, he was he was undrafted out of Pitt. The guy was, wow. a, yeah, he. I mean, he he's a great success story, man, and, and hung around for a really long time in the NFL. He was a classic. Barry, you could appreciate this, man. Tie up a couple blockers and let everybody else make the play. Yep. Let everybody else yep. eat, man. Yep. That's what the he unsung was. hero. The yeah. unsung hero. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, he uh, sad, sad that, that somebody like that we lose so young. So we'll talk about that. We'll get into some of the other stuff that happened with Roger Goodell yesterday. A really amazing story where a coach saves a swimmer who was a who could have potentially drowned. I don't know if Gunner, if you saw this, Barrett and I were talking about it before the show, man. Crazy, crazy, but very, very good stuff there. Mm. The way that played out. So we'll get into that. And look, a lot of other stuff that we're going to dive into today. That's for sure. So when we come back, it could be interesting. I'm going to put you guys on the, and I'll do it myself as well. We're going to go on the record, okay? Derek's like, what are we talking about? So we're going to go on the record, okay? Meaning, you got to make a call one way or the other. And I'll give you an example. So the Sixers, 
Will tonight be, will they make a significant trade or will it just be kind of minor? They'll pick their 23rd pick and eh, kind of like last year. Or will it be significant? We'll do that with all four teams, Sixers, Phillies, Flyers. We'll do that coming up next. One o'clock, Trent Cole. Two o'clock, Rich Hoffman Jr. We'll talk some Phillies. we got a lot of other stuff in store for you, so don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, so Sports Take. I want to tell you about Station Tap. It's that time of day. I'm getting a little hungry. I don't know about you, but Station Tap Catering in Drexel Hill can handle your next business function with ease while focusing on you securing a new opportunity for your company. They got 50 years of experience in food preparation. Station Tap Catering will impress and your guests will be impressed. I've been on both ends of this thing. I've had Station Tap Catering to my house. It's been absolutely phenomenal. I've been at events where they were catering and it's been great. Whether it's a friend, whether it's a business, they are your catering service that you need. And they also have an incredible catering hall in Drexel Hill for private events, corporate functions. They also provide individual packaged meals for tailgates. You name it, they can help it help you with it. There's no question about that. All right, give a call, 484-469-3222. That's 484-469-3222. Or go to stationtapcatering.com. That's stationtapcatering.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama. <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. everybody rob ellis along with Derek gunn barrett brooks sports state jacob sports youtube networks did you guys see this arch manning the grandson of archie manning yeah, he's yeah. the nephew of eli and peyton uh, cooper is his dad uh, cooper manning you've probably seen it some, doing some stuff for fox and whatnot he has committed to texas he was the number one prospect not just quarterback but the number one prospect he's the class of 23 so he'll Jeez. be he's a rising senior um a lot of people thought he was a lock for georgia they thought he was going to end up at Georgia. They, yeah. they seem to be the front runner, but apparently what a get by Steve Sarkeesian, man. That That's a big time recruit right there. Sark making it happen, man. Yeah. Trying Let to build see. that program. Let's see. Um, he's the number one quarterback prospect in the country. I wonder why. Let's see. He has two Hall of Fame uncles. Yeah, yeah I can see why. Um, grandfather. Yeah, grandfather, yeah, yeah, grandfather played in the NFL. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, his dad yeah. was a, was a great wide receiver prospect and had uh, was diagnosed with spinal stenosis yeah. and had to had to stop playing football. He was going he was he went to Ole Miss on on a on a wide receiver scholarship. So yeah. th- there's some pretty good genes there with with this dude. But he's a he's a big guy. Like I, he plays at the same high school that that all three Manning boys played at that Cooper, uh, Eli, and Peyton in, in outside of New Orleans or in New Orleans, I guess. Um, but he was the most sought after recruit. In the in the whole thing, Bama was involved. Georgia, um, of course, the, the old Miss is always brought up because yeah. Archie went there and Eli went there. I think I don't know if Tennessee was in the mix or not. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but so that's yeah. So he's that's I, it's kind of interesting that, that that's a wow. good poll, man. That's a good poll for some. You know, he, Texas. You know, every year Texas is is starts out ranked in the top fifteen or top twenty, and all of a sudden they bow out. They haven't been a, a factor, man, since the days of. Um, Vince Young. Vince Young? That's yeah. crazy. When they beat USC in the in the yeah. Rose Bowl for the national and, title. And what a Rose Bowl that was. That was one, one of the, the greatest ever. Oh. Uh, one of the greatest college football games I've ever seen. No question about that. Oh no my question. goodness. The amount of talent on both of those fields, man. Oh. Like that was that was the SC SC team that had Reggie Bush and that crew. Uh and then you know Vince Young and his guys. Man, yeah. Just amazing. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh but, the linebackers they had on the on the USC were were crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stacked. And both, let's face it, man, both of those schools, both of those programs have been down. Yeah. They've been yeah. down. Yeah. You know, for sure. And both have new, co- uh, well, Sarkeesian's going into his second year, I believe. Second. Yep. And this will be the first year for Lincoln Riley yep. at SC as, as he left uh, Oklahoma. So, anyway, oh, yeah. Arch Manning to, uh, to the Hook'em Horns, baby. I don't know. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so we want to uh, go on. The round. By, by the way, we appreciate everybody uh, chiming in there. And I saw Mama Brooks on there. I wanted to, to make sure we, we give her a little acknowledgement. So, um, all right, so I want to hit, hit a couple things here, guys. So we're going to go on the record, as, as we say, with a couple different things. So here's what I want to hit you guys with. Sixers, as I mentioned in the tease, going to, to break. Significant or not, we'll get to that in a second. Phillies, are they headed back down the wrong path here to mediocrity? Flyers, will Tortorella turn them around? And Eagles, will they win the NFC East? So let's start with let's start with the Sixers tonight. And again, Rich Hoffman's going to join us at 2 o'clock. We'll talk to him about the draft. But I'll ask you guys, your gut. What's your gut telling you as we sit here at 1235 Eastern? What does your gut tell you is going to happen in about seven and a half hours with this draft? Will the, will the Sixers make 
a, a move that is pretty significant, or is it going to be, eh, they grabbed this guy at 23, eh, who knows? What do you think? Man, a lot of pause on this one. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Derek. I'm trying to figure out what do the Sixers have of trade bait that would entice a significant trade. The big three, I, I feel you can't you can't let them you can't let them go. You can't let Maxi go. You can't let Embiid go. You can't let one legged Harden go at this stage. Um. Uh, Daryl Morey. Well, don't don't is forget no. Thibel. Thibel, I think, it, it, as much as we're down on him, has appeal to other teams. Just keep that in mind. Okay, Second but to what defensive player, man? Okay, but yeah. to what degree is it enough to garner a splash trade? Um, yeah. Maybe enough to sweeten a pot. Okay, so let's say you're trying to move Harris or couple him with something else. Does that get you enough? to be able to make some kind of move here. See, see, when you keep throwing Harris's name in there, I, I think Harris plays tough. You know, you like his game one day, people chastise him the next day, but he plays tough. He played tough during the playoffs. I have to give him credit. You know, he played tough. He can hit, he can give you 20 points. What are you going to get back if you, if you throw Harris in the mix? I mean, are you going to get a two-way player? Well, you can't sign anybody without letting him go. Though. Yeah, that's right. Barrett's exactly right. Like you, you can't. Tucker doesn't happen very likely if if okay, Harris but, isn't gone. But 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 Tucker scores six to ten points. You want no, Tucker for his defensive prowess? Yeah, I don't disagree. But, but you're probably going to sign Tucker to about a ten million dollar deal, which gives you room to be able to do other things as well. Well, according to the reports, a thirty million dollar deal means fifteen million for two years. A fifteen well, million a piece. Three years it could be three million. years. Oh, three right. years. Okay. And he's 37 years old now? I, look, I know there's risk. I'm just saying huh. – my point is if you move – if I, you can get that money moved, you can – it'll allow you to make maybe two or three moves off of it. I think I think the Sixers will make some kind of move, but I don't know if it is a move. We'll be sitting here talking tomorrow and saying, wow. All right, so you, you don't think you'll be wowed. Okay. No, I don't Fair think enough. it'll be a wow move. Barrett? I, I think it's going to be more so a sign and trade. Um Somehow, some way, and I, I have no idea on how they're going to do it, but I think uh, Bill in, Bill ends up a, a sixer. Somehow, man. some way. Yeah, but I'll give you credit, man. You you're staying on the Bill thing. You are you are you're a firm believer that that's. I don't think I just can't see it, man. I don't see it. I, well, I worry about the time missed. I worry about his defense. Uh, and I'm I not just, worried about that. I mean, that's that comes with every player. I, I don't. I, I either that. Or we go get, and I don't know. In fact, I, I know it's not possible. But I, I want to get a uh, Nikola Jovic, six, six. Oh, in the draft. In the draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kid's gonna have a lot of issues name wise. Yeah. You, you know the the confusion that's gonna happen, man, with Jokic. Yeah. He'll be our. He'll be our 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 Joker. <laughs> it's interesting. Okay. All right. So I think they will make a significant move tonight. I I think Daryl oh, right. He rarely sits it out two straight years and he sat out last year. They took the kid out of Jaden Springer out of Tennessee, but I, I think he knows. And apparently there's a lot of momentum to Embiid pushing them for Tucker hard. And I don't think you could um, officially announce any free agent signings till the like 29th or something. I, I think it's next week. I think it's um, oh, oh, about it six days from now, but anyway, um, 
I think he wants Tucker bad. I think they know they need to start doing things that Embiid wants them to do to an extent. So I think he's going to try and make some move to free up some some cap space tonight. I do. I do think it's going to be pretty significant tonight. Here's what I say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Keep your fingers crossed. I agree with you. Cross your toes. Yep. And cross your eyes. Whatever dot you got to do. Dot your T's. Dot, dot, dot your, your T's. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you. I, ho- I hope you're right and I'm wrong. Um, yeah. I just don't see how, how it's going to happen. I, I well, let me ask you guys this. Do you see do you see um do you see this roster changing significantly as far as three players? Uh today? at least at least three players? Yeah. Whew. That's a possibility, but what are the three players are they are they marginal players? Are they names of interest? Are they names that will generate a buzz? Um See, that's my big concern. They can make, they could have three players come in, but are they role players or are they potential starting players? All right, I think the, all right, here we go. Here, here's the two right. players. I, I, I honestly don't think that Maxi Harris and Thibault will be on the roster. Those three, all those three will be on the roster. I think one of those guys, at least one or two of those guys, gets moved today. Maxi Thibel Harris. Is that what you I had? agree with you, Barrett. I, I think Maxi will be back, but I think the other two are one hundred percent candidates to be moved. A hundred percent. I'd hate well, I'd hate to see them give up on Maxi. I really well, would. I, I, not give up on him because I mean to me, I understand that you know, in order to get Bill, and that's what I want, Maxi will have to go. It'll have that's, to be yeah, and I don't think I, I, that is a scenario where he would go. I, I think they they had almost at all costs want to hang on to Maxi, but uh, but you don't get Beal unless you're moving Maxi. Yeah, there's wow. no chance Washington wow. would make that dude. Well, you have nothing else to give them other than Embiid, the and they're they not moving Embiid. Yeah, nothing else you know? gets it done for Washington for Beal. So I mean, they would have to give up at least Harris and Maxi or Maxi and Thibel in order to make that thing happen. Wow. It might be all three of them. Yep. Yep. Very possible. All right. Well, we'll see. Look, we'll be talking about it tomorrow, man. It's going to be interesting the way that play that shakes out. All right, let's go to the Phillies now. They've lost three straight. Now you can understand the Washington game. They won. They won the first four games of the series. You're gonna. Yep. You're not gonna win every. Okay, that one you just say it was a, one of those games. But you hoped after a day off, they'd be a little rejuvenated. They'd start playing better baseball, and they they would take both of these, if not split with texas instead they lose both and here we go again they've now lost three straight the offense is asleep castellanos continues to stink real muto continues to stink and the defense notice how he emphasized the word stink he yeah, put that extra smelly on it. Extra so eek. those three those three things happening yesterday and now they're into a really rough stretch of the of the schedule so are we feeling like this is headed back towards the wrong direction back no no okay i don't i like that we i like that positivity we we talked about how they were going through murderer's row when they had to face um the angels and the brewers back to back and look how they came out of those series they caught the angels and the brewers at the right time Mm -hmm. the padres are minus two of their key weapons at the plate for this year although the padres padres still winning right now tied for the dodgers out west in first place they are padres, loaded they are loaded man and, I, and i'll tell you what the texas series showed good pitching can negate good hitting any given day and texas has got a whole plethora of, pl- of pitch i still can't figure out why this team is below 500 to be honest with you 
Um, they're better. T- I'll tell you what. Did you see how Texas covers the outfield? You see how oh. they get hit the gap? Nothing yeah. gets between them, dudes. Calhoun is everywhere. Oh, my uh, goodness. See it. Yeah, no, the center fielder? Yeah. Oh, my and, goodness. And then we got Castellanos. Running over, getting a play. It's not. That's not oh, even his play. He has oh, a double play, man. A double play. Don't ever you let him there? play right field again. Ever. Uh, it's a problem. This is where Harper's injury hurts. Again, you know, again, it hurts you. He should not be in the field. If if he's in the field, it should be very limited. And right, he's out right. there way too much, man. Because I mean, come Rob, on, man, a guy scores from first base. Yeah, that was a disgrace. That was it. what Are was that hit? A uh, hit up the hit up the middle. Was hit up the hit middle. Up? Yeah, and, and, and score from first ball. Base. Yeah, I mean, we're not talking about Willie McGee flying around the bases, right? <laughs> I, it's crazy. He's got me? he's got a lollipop for an arm, and, and like he played some third base during it. I mean, typically third base, you have to have a cannon. I, I don't know. It's it's strange. They're corner outfielders, man. They can't throw. They can't. They have no range. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. It is whoever's playing center has got to cover so much ground. You know, it, it's tough. All right, I so I, this is gonna be a good one tonight, man. Facing Joe Musgrove, but then again, it is. We talked about the pitching that they were gonna face with the Brewers. They lit the Brewers up. They lit the Angels up. You know, who knows? Maybe you know, right. maybe. But they, they, I guess they should abandon wearing the suits in honor of, uh, you know, <laughs> go back to sweats. Yeah, go back yeah. to sweats, dude. Go to the, the casual gear. The, yeah. yeah, the leisure suits. suits. I hear you. All right. Don't so, get too serious. That's what it is. Don't yeah. be too serious, guys. Just go out exactly. there and have fun. Keep have it fun, loose, man. baby. Keep it so loose. in honor of on honor of Rob's fragile psyche, I'm going to say the Phillies are not going to fall into a tailspin, but they are going to if they come out of these next what who's the next two next to San Diego and Atlanta. So set oh, they've got ten games San Diego, Atlanta, St. Louis. Right. If they finish five hundred, that's that's great because St. Louis right terrible. now, yeah, yeah. St. Louis right now retook the lead from Milwaukee in first place in the Central. Padres are tied for first place with the Dodgers out west. Atlanta is bird dog in the Mets, and they're ahead of Phillies. And Atlanta still not doesn't have their full complement of pitchers yet, but right. they're still finding a way to win. So if they if they go five and five over these next ten, Rob, will you be happy? Yes or no? Yes, I will. Okay, I will. No, 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 no. Will you be okay or will you be happy? I don't happy's, want to say okay, you know Rob. Happy's the wrong word. Will I be okay? Yes, relieved. I'll be okay. I'll be How about okay. relieved? Relieved. I can't say relieved. I'll, I'll be okay. If they I'll go five okay. and five against these three opponents, you wouldn't be considering uh, what could happen? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. I'll buy it. Uh, I'll go. Listen. I'm not going to say it like that. I'm going to say, all right, we split the series with the Padres. Yeah. Um, we, now remember, you we, have Atlanta here, so Atlanta's coming here. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So St. Louis, I think, um, won, and then um, they'll win one against St. Louis, and they'll lose two. They'll lose that series. I wonder but why they, you said they'll win one against St. Louis. I wonder why. Where are you I'm from? Where are from? Yeah, where yeah, you from? Right, guys. Don't get personal, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just business. <sighs> but I mean, I think Atlanta. I think they, um, they, they, they win the series against Atlanta. Okay. Well, I, all right. I, okay. All right. I, I can. Hey, I can, and, I can and St. Louis, St. Louis is starting to hit now too. St. Louis is t- tattooing balls now. But then they go back. Then they go back and play them again, right? I know. How about split After San Washington. Diego and take yeah. two or three uh, back here from Atlanta? That'd be pretty sweet. Okay, two or three from Atlanta. What about St. Louis? St. Louis, St. Louis is hitting, man. They are, yeah. And that's here too. Their bats mm-hmm. are coming alive. <sighs> I mean, I, I think one and, th- one and two is respectable. Uh, 
they beat up on the Nationals again, but this time, you know, they 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 sweep them. And then uh, back with St. Louis, um, they'll split St. Louis. All right, then. all right. Well, we'll get hey, more you, in it. We'll get more to the Phillies. You see what you see what Xander said on the chat. Five and five. You're selling me mediocrity on the platter, D Gun. Uh, no, I'm being right. realistic. I'm being oper- <laughs> I'm trying to be optimistic. I got you. I got Nothing you. Win right. more than five, more power to him. Let's jump over to the Flyers now. John Tortorella. Will he get them headed in the right direction? Here's what I mean by that. I'm not saying a Stanley Cup in the next two years, but <laughs> a playoff team, a respectable team, a team that you can see is headed in the right direction and playing somewhat similar brand of hockey to what we see to these teams who went deep in the playoffs, not this far in hockey that the Flyers have been playing the last two years. Yes. Okay. Yes. He okay. will rub he will rub enough people the wrong way. Either you get on board with his program or you get out. All right. So yes, I think what they did last year was abysmal. It can't get any worse than what we had to endure last season. So I think any move upward is a move in the right direction. I think I think he will have a tougher mentality team. I think they will be a more physical team. I think they will be a more precise team. I don't know if that's going to equate into an abundance of more wins. But I think there'll be a better, better team, a better mental and physical team on the ice this coming season. Yeah, mm. so I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. I, I think that he absolutely. Hold on, look, 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 you, got, you can't, you can't jump in right now, man. You got to let me jump in because you're, you're the authority. You know this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't necessarily know a lot about hockey. But what I do know is personnel. I know the guys he has in that locker room, and you have that authoritative, totalitarian type of mindset going in with these younger players. There's just enough young players in that locker room that that can now you can get them going in the right direction. Now maybe maybe he can get Provorov going in the right direction, Carter Hart going in the right direction. You know guys like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, then I think you can turn the corner. You know what I'm saying? Can he get Couturier and those guys to buy in? And that's where it is. Scott Lawton. Can he get those older guys to buy into his theory? I- those younger guys will. Connect me, Provorov. Hard, I think they will buy into it. You know, Sanheim, those guys will buy into it. But the younger, I mean, the older guys, I don't know, man. I think the older guys are smart enough to to call friends around the league who have played for him, who have worked with him to get a full dossier on what they're going to get. Right. Um, and they, they don't have a choice, either buy in or ask to be traded, plain and simple. Yeah. Plain and simple, you have a choice. Right on. That's exactly where I was going to go, Derek. So, Barrett, if there are older guys who – and you and they'll sniff that out real quick. One of the things I like that he's doing is he's nobody's going to be the captain until he determines who it is before the end of camp, right before the season starts. That, to me, is saying everybody's on notice here. Right, 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 right. And if they're not – if the vets who have been part of this malaise and this terrible play of late aren't buying in, they they will ship them off. They will get rid of these guys. They will gut this thing. Um, I think he'll hold them accountable, which means you're not going to see the same kind of lazy mistakes that they made. You're not going to see the same bad tendencies. So I think from that standpoint, you're going to clean things up quickly, fundamentally. Right. Um, but they still lack talent. Yeah. They still yeah. lack talent. So but you know what? You can get you can get a lack of talent to play a more cohesive type game. Agreed. You know, and yeah. make them look better. You know? I think well, hockey, within yeah, one of the few teams. Few sports that you can do that with. Oh, for sure, and I, yeah. that's why I think within two years they're in the playoffs, and I think they're going to start heading the right direction. And the weird, I think the weird dichotomy with this is going to be as soon as they start really looking like, all right, they're getting it. Guys are going to start getting frustrated with with the way his his, his tact, the, the way he goes about things, calling them out, 
constantly killing them in practice. Like that, that stuff is going to get old real quick with the players. So it's a weird thing. I think they'll start going the right direction to become respectable. And by that point, he will have worn out his welcome. Welcome. If that makes sense at about year three, mm. year four, somewhere in there. Look, it's, it's hard in that league to hold on to it. It's not like the NFL where you have Andy Reed, who's at a place forever, Belichick or something like that. Like for the most part, these coaches go quick in the NHL, probably more than any other sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he'll get them ahead in the right direction. I do. I do. I think they will be significant. And uh, uh, will they be significant in the, in a deep playoff run? Probably not, but will they be respectable and a playoff team? Yes. I think within two Ooh. years. Oh, within two years. I was going to say, I don't think there'll be a playoff team next year, but I not think next year they'll move closer to that. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, yeah. Okay. You well, can get it. Let me you ask get, you yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I mean, is Carter, can Carter hire, turn the corner can he grow up a little bit can he be that guy you know what i think it is barrett i think it's really uh dependent upon what's in front of him like i guess the analogy i'll use is with a quarterback if, if no if you have no blocking up front man it you could be the greatest quarterback in the world or if you have no yeah. pass rush yeah. you could be the greatest corner in the world you're gonna get burned like i don't think there was enough help for carter hart the last couple of years. Okay. I think that's one of the biggest problems. They, they really need help defensively in a big, 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 big way. Um, and then I think it'll be easy to see what he is. I still think he's good. I still believe in him. I don't, I, you know, I think he is probably a little shell shocked right now. And I think that's, that's something they're going to have to get cleaned up and hope he doesn't become happy feet guy. When, when you look at the two teams that are still standing in the cup finals, Colorado and, and Tampa Bay, what do they do extremely well? They get bodies in front of the puck. Yep. The Flyers don't have that. They don't have those yes. guys. And yes. those dudes, everybody sacrifices their body for the overall good of trying to get to where you want to go, which is the Hoist Lord Stanley Cup. Flyers got a long way to go to get to that level. I, I'm with you. I, and I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Tampa last night, and we'll get into the game a little bit later. They I got robbed. Was, I, I agree with you. It was, it was, a, it was a bogus non-call that ended yes. the game. They got um, robbed. I, but I can't remember if it was Tampa or Colorado. I think it was Tampa. They had more than 20 block shots. Like they that that's what you're talking about, yep. Derek, in terms of yep. just give your body up. Yep. Sacrifice um, the body, baby. Yeah, no doubt. So all right, let's move on to the last one because we've got Trent Cole coming up in, in a little bit. Will the Eagles win the NFC East? Barrett, Ooh. you can first crack at this one. Yes, sir. I think they will. Um, it's the second year under the same coaching staff. I think defensively, they've improved dramatically, you know, just from the personnel, you know, and, and, and the talent level. And I think, you know. The expectation for for Gannon is going to make it as though he's going to have to be more aggressive. He, he's going to be pushed into being more aggressive just because they went out and sacrificed a lot to make sure that he could run that multiple system he's been screaming about. Mm -hmm. So All yes, right. I think that's enough for him to you know go out and stop a Dallas offense. And um, I think offensively, you know, just the one key piece in AJ Brown just opens things up so much for um, for for Hertz being a better quarterback because now he has. Um, somebody they can throw to that can be more forgiving of a throw because he's so big, so strong. He can block smaller DBs out. He can uh, him and they're definitely gonna be on the same page because you know they they work some you know so much with each other. So I think that yeah, they have enough to to win the division. All right, Derek. This Eagles team reminds me of a soap opera like Days of Our Lives. <laughs> will, will Jonathan Gannon turn the corner and attack? Will Jalen Hurts show that all the offseason workouts have benefited him and made him a better quarterback? What can we expect 
from A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurts throwing him the football? These are all questions inquiring minds need to know. <laughs> but I'm going to go on paper and say I believe the Eagles will edge out the Cowboys for the division title. I think the Cowboys lost too much talent on both sides of the ball. Um, I, I think Amari Cooper is a big loss for that offensive overall game plan. Uh, I'm going to say the Eagles just barely beat them to the finish line as the top seed in the East. I yeah. I, I tend to lean towards that. I, I think Dallas wins the division, but I think the Eagles are right there, and they're one of the higher uh, wild card seeds, if that makes sense. Okay. And uh, I think – and I, I I don't think there's a big difference between the Eagles and the Cowboys. I, I think it's neck and neck. They, it could be the same record, but winning percentage or whatever that could get them over the top. But it just feels like the Eagles don't quite win the division. I, I just and I feel like the the, the talent gap's really been closed. Like I think they're neck and neck. Like they could both be eleven yeah. and six teams. And I think you know maybe slightly towards the Cowboys, but I think the Eagles are right there. I truly believe that that they are on the cusp of being a really good team next year. I worry. Look, I'm not sold 100% on Jalen Hurts, and that's the only thing that keeps me from from making that prediction of saying the Eagles win the division. Because the only they, thing? Yeah, because the I think only? They, yeah, I think they improve significantly defensively. I think they 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 already go in with a really strong offensive line. Uh, they've upgraded receiver with AJ Brown. Yeah, yeah. So I, you I say, you saying that tells me you have faith in Jonathan Gannon? I do. I think Gannon is going uh, to show uh, you that he's the real deal. Uh, <laughs> I do, D Gun. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm from the school of, I'm, 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 I'm not from Missouri, but I'm from Missouri. Show, show me. me, State. Yes, Fair you enough. show me. I am, uh, and, and it's a leap of faith on my part, and I agree with you. I agree with you. It's not a, it's wow. not a given, bro. It's that's not you. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm positive, Pete. Over here. <laughs> wow. it's, like, it's, it's like that old saying. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> I got to keep you guessing, man. <laughs> wow. You have more faith in Gannon than I, I ever I thought do. you would. I, I think now that he has the tools, he's going to be aggressive. And I think you're going to see uh, a lot more creativity out of JG. By the way, who's jacked. Aggressive. Have you seen this dude? Aggressive. Creativity. He's jacked. Who's yes. that? Gannon. Oh, yeah. Is he? Oh, yeah. Gigantic. He was doing something. Yeah, I, forget what I, was, I was watching something he was doing with Dave Spadaro of PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And he was in... In a t-shirt, I'm like, this dude's been lifting a lot in the offseason. Let's hope his players don't play this. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to step aside. We're going to come back. Trent Cole's going to join us, former Eagles defensive end. Trent Cole, uh, we'll talk to him about what he's got coming up and also just everything Eagle-wise heading into this season from a defensive standpoint. Looking forward to getting Trent's opinion on that. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, so knowing who to trust with your finances – not only can it be scary, but it can be so critical for your future to get it right. And I found the right person. That's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. And for me, I had uh, to move. I had to roll over a couple of 401ks. I opened up an IRA. He explained the benefits of all that, what exactly it meant, what I'm doing, what to invest in, et cetera, et cetera. And to this day, and this is a few years ago, to this day, we talk probably you know a couple times a week about what's hot what's not what to do where to go with this always a great sounding board i can tell you from personal experience i trust jim murray with principal financial group with my investments so should you whether it's retirement planning 401k review insurance review if you have a small business and you want to set up your benefits for your employees that's another resource that jim can help you with trust me you won't be uh 
you will not be misguided when it comes to dealing with Jim. He is the best. That's for sure. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. That's 610-996-4751. Or you can drop a line with an email at murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com. That's murray dot Jim at principal.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to ready, go to look. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back in Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. Looking forward to speaking with our next guest. We had him on uh, a couple months ago, and there he is, Trent Cole. Trent Cole, for, for those who don't remember, and if you don't, shame on you, uh, played with the Eagles from 05 all the way up till 2014, finished his career with the Colts last couple of seasons, but it was a sack machine, was a disruptor. He had 90 and a half sacks in his career, 85 and a half with the Eagles during that span. Trent, welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Uh, good, man. Thanks for having me back, guys. Trent, Trent what's pleasure. up, bro? 
Yeah, man, it's been uh, it's just been it's been a lot of good things going on. You know, we're just getting prepared for this. Uh, you know, this, this big camp we're having. You know, the um, you know, it's a camp that gets me getting back to football, guys. You know, I'm, I there you go. Up here well, tell, tell us about it a little bit, Trent. What do you have going on, man? Yeah, well, it's a, it's a defensive camp that uh, we're having at Total Turf here this coming uh, Monday and Tuesday in Pittman, New Jersey. Um, and, and, and it's going to be occurring in the afternoons. And, uh, you know, they can go to thehunter.com to, to check out. And also, registration is open. Uh, if anybody want to know, it's open right now. And, um, you know, there's still time left to, to register and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to having a great camp with some other fellow uh, teammates as well, uh, former teammates like uh, Quentin Michael and Brandon Graham and Hollis Thomas and, uh, and some, some some other great athletes in the surrounding areas that are locals as well. So awesome. um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm very excited about this because the kid, these kids are going to get uh, – it's going to open their eyes to at the professional level of um, – you know what I'm saying, of – uh, of the, the professional playing level and uh you know and and and, and we're hoping to impact you know saying most of these kids and, and hoping these kids is going to go back and impact some of their teammates as well and, and that's the t-h-a the hunter uh dot com so for people to know god yep. right, guys that's great man you're, you're muted bro you're muted I pulled Barrett Brooks again. Oh, Trent, uh, we're, we're trying to help Derek with the mute button, man. He's got man. problems. All right. We got, we got to figure this out. Yeah. Old okay. school mentality. Yeah. That's that old school mentality. We got to get to the uh, Come on. I'm, no, I'm going to have to change it from the Barrett Brooks mistake to the D gun flop. You know, <laughs> but, but Trent, I heard you guys, you guys have had such a good response to this camp that you opened it up from seventh to 12th graders instead of just high schoolers. Yes, and there's a there's a the reason why is because you know we you know we had it open to high school at first, and then we got all these requests of this middle school. We we're like, man, this is unbelievable. And we and I know in the next meeting, and I got to talk to a couple of my teammates, and you know, yeah. and uh, and Hollis Thomas made a great point. He says, man, he says I've been around a lot of camp stuff and stuff, but man, you got. He says, you know, if you can open it up to middle school, and mm-hmm. that's what. And man, I, we couldn't believe the the turnout. Of how many people in middle school? How many parents and, and a lot of people cared to try to get these kids out here that were in middle school to get them to come to this camp because you know the, you don't see too many camps around like the South Jersey area, uh, especially at this level of what these kids going to be taught at. Like we're not holding back here. Like we're going to be giving them everything i what i when i when i lined up as a defensive end or d tackle or wherever i was playing where they had me at they're gonna get the mentality how i was thinking what i was seeing what i mean the, the small things of of an offensive lineman having his feet close together telling me give me an idea it's probably gonna be, there's a big chance of it gonna be run or when his feet's wide i knew i'll get ready for pass you know what i'm saying because i need getting i need getting rushing form and get my mindset and have a mindset you know that's just part of being a a national pass rusher, you know, and like I said, they're going to get this professional level. And this is what I want. It's just aware. It's also awareness for just football in general and, you know, saying in, in the area. That's cool, man. You know, I, I know, know Jerry. Jerry's a really good guy, man. I'm glad you got with him, you know, to have his camp, man. Uh, Jerry from Total Turf. But yes, I mean, at the yep. end of the day, you know, that area, you know, Pittman area around that whole area, man, there are a lot of kids that, you know, need that type of, 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 you know, camp because they don't have a lot in that area. And a lot of those kids have 
are coming from situations where, you know, they want to learn, they're, they're yearning to learn. So that's pretty cool, man. You know, just, just you being there, but, um, you know, just coming from you, you said Brandon Graham's going to be down there, man. That's, that's, that's to me, man, that's, that's the best because, you know, I, you can't have a better guy mm-hmm. at, 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 at teaching young guys, you know, how to you know, take things to the next level. But how are you thinking, you know, he's going to do as far as, you know, maybe probably changing positions, you know, like mid, you know, mid game, you know, having to adjust to being an outside linebacker to a defensive line, a defensive end rather. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, that's just, this, this is a, this, this first camp's a start, you know, and like I said, I, I have so many things else in mind I want to do as far as like when we go take the next step to produce camp, you know what I'm saying? I mean, to producing the next camp we're going to produce and also producing an offensive camp as well. But the next camp, like said, like you said, Derek Brooks, I'm going to bring in the offensive linemen. You know what I'm saying? In the next camp, offensive linemen, and let them get a I'll real- be ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey. Oh, I already got some ideas. Right? <laughs> <laughs> You're at the top of the list, buddy. <laughs> hey, Trent, so what made you decide yeah. to wait until now to do a camp like this? Um, It just – you know, I just, um, you know, yeah, I come. I mean, after retirement, you know, so you got to just kind of settle down a little bit, you know, and yeah. collect everything, and uh, you know, just to get you get a beat on all everything what's going on in life. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, there it is. My light turned the light off. But uh, get a beat on life, and you know, and um, you know, it, it's I get to get back to football. You know, what I'm saying I'm yeah. getting into football. You know, I. You know, what I, mean? I don't have to tell you how much I love football. All you gotta do is just watch the way I play. You know, what I'm saying that's all I can say to you. You know, what I'm saying, and I played with fire and passion, and, and I left it on the field. I played with everything. I gave my teammates everything I got. You know, what I'm saying, and, and my coaches and my franchise, and um, you know, it gets. And then I was sitting. We was all sitting around with uh, Benny Curry and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, my my colleague, my business partner, Michael Clory of Headstrong. And uh, we were sitting there eating. We was eating dinner one day, one night, and uh, we were talking. And Mike Howard had said something to me about a camp. You know what I'm saying? Because he's a big, he's he's an athlete as well, and uh, you know he's uh, he's big in the sports as well. And you know we we're talking about a camp, and all of a sudden uh, Mike had said something about it, and then Benny pops up and looks at me. Benny gives me that crazy look. He gave me a crazy look. He says, <laughs> "He says, oh no, you got to do this. You got to do this." He says, "A camp." He said that would be awesome. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just to just to see him light up like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, teammates, to see the, just him light up like that, and that just gave me so much more energy. This is coming from Vinny Curry. You know what I'm saying? Just to know that you know what I'm saying. He, he wanted. I mean, I I think he wanted. He wanted. He wanted me to have a camp. I mean, as bad as you know what I'm saying. I think bad as me. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. like it was just a. It was just, just to see him light up like that, and I said, okay, you know, we're doing this. You know what I'm saying? I was like, uh, and I, and now I'm just like, just very super excited about this because we get to teach, you know, saying kids, you know, saying to, to try to be successful like we were, and also give these kids a, a head start. You know, saying these kids are about to get a head start. They're going to be impacted by this. If these kids come as a mm-hmm. hope, when they go to when they go back to their, their their team or wherever school they go to, and they go back there, they're going to see a difference. You know what I'm saying these kids, I mean, the coaches are gonna see a difference. They're and we're hoping that their their, their teammate, their teammates is gonna see like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what we're giving them can turn these guys, turn these kids into leaders. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people are gonna be keeping an eye on these guys because they're gonna see that you know what I'm saying their whole their whole train of thought of 
when they approach the game is going to be different. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Let, let mm. me ask you, Trent. I, we we are kind of debating the way that the Eagles will utilize Hassan Reddick. He's a guy who had 23 and a half sacks in the last two years, Arizona and, and Carolina. He's kind of a hybrid linebacker, you know, DN, rusher, edge rusher. He was a linebacker in college. What do you think the best way to utilize him is going to be for Jonathan Gannon and that Eagle scheme for the defense? Um, I mean, you got to – I mean, you got you got to also you got to put him in position, and you know what I'm saying. It's 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 more of a put him in position, and and it's gonna like I said, it's gonna take time to the the find that you know what I'm saying. The where the the right time it's a, the right time you know what I'm saying. The right timing for him you know what I'm saying. It's, it's just gonna take time because you got a whole you got new pieces to the defense now, and you know they got to all learn how to gel together. You know and. Like I said, it's it's going to be more of a you know it's going to be crit- this 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 camp coming up they're going to, go into, um, it's going to be crucial for them because they, they got to they got to find a way to gel in what two or three weeks. Yeah, and, and short camp, got, right? Yep. Yeah, and when you got new when you got new new guys and new components, you know what I'm saying? They got to learn each other. You know what I'm saying? They got to learn how to play with each other. They got to learn each other. Knowing how you know what I'm saying what's this guy's you know what I'm saying this guy's fast or quick and when he's going to be where he's going to be at in a timely manner and and that's how they just kind of learn each other and how to feel each other. So it's more with him, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be this is this camp's gonna be crucial, you know what I'm saying? And finding and finding where you know they need to place him at, you know what I'm saying? And what and, and on what down, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I can't I can't give you a real uh, uh my real opinion on that, you know. Well, do, do you like let me ask you this do you like Gannon as a as a defensive coordinator? Oh uh, defense coordinator uh, yes, I do. I do. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, like I said, he's got, I mean, right now, because, uh, look at all the new, uh, you know, all the new guys that we have there, like, which I'm very excited about what's going on there. And, um, and I can't wait to see this year. It's upcoming year. I'm gonna keep, keep it you know, in a microscope and everything. Yes, sir. And I mean, like I said, I think it's going to be a great year. We are still Barry's phone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna steal his phone. This is the government, man. This, 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 I mean, this is that New Jersey. <laughs> go, Uh-oh. go do your thing, man. Well, well Trent, let, let me ask you. So, looking at this team in general, you talked about some of the moves they made. They, they've, you know, they've drafted Jordan Davis. Uh, they get Kobe Dean, the linebacker out of Georgia. How, how much better do you think this unit is going to be than they were last year? I mean, I think they're going to be a lot better, a lot, lot better. I mean, I mean, they got some, they got some great. New additions to the you know saying to that team that I mean I was just like I was like wow this is this might be this might this might be a great year you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying yeah. some some young they got some young guys but these guys are talented you know what I'm saying they brought some talent and they brought some guys that and also other than you know what I'm saying as far as like young guys they brought some guys in there that to, to make this thing go like I mean I mean these guys look like they got great character I mean on and off the field from what I've seen. And uh, you know what I'm saying, and you need that to 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 gel. You know what I'm saying, because you only got so much time to gel when it comes to this camp. And that's all you got. You know what I'm saying. So these guys got to buckle down because they do have an opportunity, even though they're a fresh new team. You know what I'm saying to 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 really do something. Hey Trent, do you still keep close contacts with a lot of people in your organization just to get a feel for what's going on day in and day out with this team? Uh, yeah, I got some people I talk to here and there, but now you know what I'm saying. I, I don't. I kind of st- you know what I'm saying. I stay out. The, you know what I'm saying. I don't really dive in there. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Ask, yeah. 
like that, you know what I'm saying? I kind of just stay out now and I and I watch, you know what I'm saying? I watch mm-hmm. the side, see what you know what I'm saying? I see what I see and you know what I'm saying? If somebody asks if they ask, hey, I'm gonna give my honest opinion about it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody knows me, I'm gonna give you an honest opinion. And um I, and I feel like that I could give a great honest opinion about if I seen a player or you know saying a defensive player defensive end and what's his strengths and what's his weaknesses and stuff and uh I think I could be very 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 good at that, you know what I'm saying, if uh Observing that. Mm. Let me ask you, Trent, toughest guy you went against in I want I want to ask you this in practice for the Eagles. Who was the toughest O lineman that you dealt with on a day to day basis? He's smiling. He's smiling. And then and then I want to hear who the guy was who was an opponent, but for the Eagles, who was the toughest guy you went against? I'm gonna put it like this Jason Peters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me say this, Jason Peters. I I, I, I and, and He's the he's probably my all time best offensive lineman in the NFL. Mm. Wow, that's high praise, man. Mm. This man was uh, he's just uh, he's just unreal. He's just he's 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 a freaking nature man. He's 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 big, fast, quick. You know what I'm saying? This man, if you're deep as a player, he's running with you at ten yards, ten mm. yards with you. He's mm. coming with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Supreme <laughs> athlete. <laughs> that man's gonna be with you. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know when I play against, but the thing is with him, I always wanted to go against the best. You know, what I'm saying the best offensive line I could find on the field. Yeah, yeah. That's just my mentality. You know, I'm just coming after the best guy. That you ask anybody to play with me, I wanted to line up against the best guy we had on that field in practice. Okay, I did not care, and I wanted. I mean, it, it was it was we were, go, we were going to butt heads. We might get in a fight after that. It didn't matter. Like I tell you, <laughs> I, it, it, and I was. They knew my mentality. Who wants to get better? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I knew he had so many chances and opportunities during that practice to get better during that week. You know what I'm saying? You uh, and most of the lot of times you're standing on the sidelines. You know what I'm saying? You know, the one thing they used to hate was seven on sevens. I used to hate them. You know what I'm saying? I used to hate them. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get no action. We didn't get no action. You know what Who saying? was the best? Who's the best player you played against um on other on different teams? Yeah, non eagle. Oh man, there's a lot of good. There's a lot of guys like um, ooh, I like Chris. Uh, what's his name? Chris was it Chris Samuels? Yeah, yeah. From yeah, Washington, like former Redskin. Yeah, yeah, Redskins. Chris, I like this game. You know what I mean? I like this game. Um, I'll say, um, ooh, who else would it be? I would say, what's his name from um, uh, from Seattle? Uh, oh, you, oh, you talk. You talk about um. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, well, Walter, Walter, Walter Jones. Jones. Walter Jones. Walter Jones. Walter Jones. Yeah. Oh my God, Walter Jones. Let me tell you something about Walter Jones. Walter Jones, man, he was quiet. He was the most quietest guy. So he kind of confused me every time I was like, <laughs> I couldn't like read him. He gave you nothing. He gave you nothing. He was just a silent bear just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Just silent. You know what I'm saying? Big old bear, just silent. Just, I'm not read on him like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? But I, I couldn't get no energy off of him. I couldn't feel nothing. I couldn't. So, when I would rush, guys, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I would I would be productive, you know what I'm saying, times only, but when I would rush, guys, I would think I made it to the quarterback, right? Right. <laughs> and then he comes out I of nowhere. To the quarterback, right? That's yeah. you know, without thinking I'm about to go touch the quarterback, I'm like, oh, I got him. Man, freaking Walter, he would have a head on my hip. <laughs> he would have a head on all of a sudden I feel a head on my hip. I think I'm gonna get the court. I think I'm home bound to the quarterback. He right. just put me right on by him. I mean, he pushed okay. me right. Oh my goodness! I mean, he was just like this silent. He just a silent attack. 
just a, it'll attack you silent. You know what I'm saying? He was yeah. just like silencer, you know? But, hey, Trent, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. Who, who are some linebackers that you always watch closely when you play? Um, who would I would say? Um, hmm. Oh, man. It was it was hard to. Uh, if I can, I can't. I can't really remember on that because you know I was kind of threw into you know saying a situation that you know, hey, I never played linebacker before, like the, at the position I played it at, you know, saying at the production of that, but I, I, I came through and did well and didn't, you know, saying I didn't fail, you know, I didn't fail, but uh, I, there was there was quite a few linebackers I did look at. Um, I forgot, man, I ain't like to dig and I forgot, but I did look because you know saying I was this type of guy. I was like, hey. I, yeah, I'm putting position now to play linebacker. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to mount up to it. Hey, I'm gonna do what they tell me to do and and do my job. And uh, and if they say play linebacker, I'm gonna play linebacker. So you know, there's a lot of changes that had took place to get to that. You know what I'm saying? To get to yeah. linebacker form. You know what I'm saying? How long did it take you to get used to that? Um, it hurt. I didn't like to. The process did hurt. It was it it hurt for a little bit because it was. It was a lot more running involved, a lot more, you know what I'm saying? A lot more, you had your stamina, you had to get your stamina up, you know what I'm saying? So what I did, I was get up at 4 o'clock in the morning with my wife. We were going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm running. I'm on a treadmill running, y'all. I don't never do that. Get for the four o'clock in the morning, run on the truck in the morning. <laughs> yeah, neither do we. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't even go to bed till four yeah, in the morning. Exactly right. Well, I don't run at four in the afternoon. But thanks to my wife, thanks to my wife, she gets up at 4 a.m. before she goes to work to go work out before she was going to work. And uh, I would get up and go, man, because I had a, you know what I'm saying, I just had that motivation to say, hey, I'm going to be the best I can be. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to, this is, it was fun to me when I went to that linebacker position. Like, I think I was, I had a, I had a great time in that linebacker position because it was something new and it was, a, it was just a challenge to me. It was a big challenge because I'm the type of guy that's like, hey, I don't see my opponent as a challenge. I see myself mentally as, as my biggest, my biggest roadblock and my biggest challenge. Mm. Let me ask you, you, you crossed over for a couple of years with Brandon Graham, correct? Yes. What was it like playing with him? I'd say this first, first, the first thing I'm saying about it is he's a, he's an awesome guy mm-hmm. and everybody will vouch for that. Most people will vouch yep. for that. He's an awesome yep. guy. And uh, you know what I'm saying? He's always been a teammate. He's a brother of mine. You know what I'm saying? As well, you know what I'm saying? I think I'm as a brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you this, he when he first came in and I and I seen I said this kid's he's the he's he, he's the one. He's the one. I even said that I even so he's the one. He's he's a he was a great player. When he came in off the bat, came in his first year, I thought he was a great player. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Him yeah. and you know what I'm saying? The, they were just them guys, the one guys that were just great players that could play play ball. Like when we came in. We were all starters from first to fourth. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's just you know, it's just levels to it, and you know, and you know, everybody knows how this game works. And uh, but the, you know, what I'm saying his his you know, and I always would tell him his time will come. You know, what I'm saying I used to tell him his time will come. I said, and your time's gonna come. You gonna and he he probably can tell you that his time will come. You know, what I'm saying and like I said, he's he's done a hell of a job. He's had a great career so far. You know, what I'm saying he's got the Eagles their first Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he's a legend in the city. You know what I'm saying? He's a legend. You know, yes, sir. and uh, that's what I could say about you know what I'm saying with with uh, Brandon, man. This is a great powerhouse type player. Like, I mean, just one, one, probably one of the strongest, one of my strongest teammates I ever uh, played with. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's give Xander, let's throw the information up there again for, uh, for Trent's upcoming camp, which is coming up uh, the 27th to 28th. What's that uh, Tuesday? I'm sorry, Monday and Tuesday, this upcoming week uh, with total turf Pittman, New Jersey, Trent Cole, uh, defensive football camp at THA hunter.com. That's the with an a hunter.com. You want to talk about a place to get your technique down to know what it's like to be an NFL player, to be taught by the best. You got, you got some youngsters out there. There's still spots open, man. Get out there. Trent, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Take care. You got it, man. That's Trent Cole. Good stuff. Yeah. That's you think about it. You got an aspiring, uh, defensive end or defensive lineman. That's the place you want to be, man. You're going to learn from the best right there. And that's a big thing, man. Just learning from, I, I didn't have that opportunity growing up, man. I didn't have a, you know, uh, uh, Anthony Munoz or anything like that, you know, no camps with guys. That, but you have guys right there, Pro Bowl players coming to, you know, teach you the, the game, you know, as a young player, mm. high school, junior high. I mean, there's, there's a wealth of information you can have. So I'm I'm glad he's doing stuff like this, you know, just yeah. to help these young guys. You know, that, that bit of training, even though it's a minuscule, that bit of training can help guys who are on the fringe of being D2 yep. players elevate to maybe low-tier D1 players mm-hmm. and players who go from not even getting looked at to be D2, D3 players, those schools give scholarships too. You look across the NFL, everybody didn't come from the big big schools. There's a lot of players that came from, you know, one A schools, Division two schools. So, you know, you get training from pro bowlers like this. Hey, every little bit helps, man. Amen. We got two kids from Sanford right now. Yeah, they're playing for the yeah. Eagles, right? Two kids from Sanford. You Michael know, Strahan, got... well, you know, wasn't a Division oh, One right. player. Yep. Brian exactly. Westbrook about, wasn't a Division One. Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the list. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice from Mississippi Valley State. Yeah, the goat himself. Yeah, there's no doubt, man. It, it's they'll find you, man. They will find you if you can play. Trust me. You know, talent talent rises above all that kind of stuff. Flacco yeah. won a Super Bowl. He played at Delaware, right? I mean, we could go exactly. Oh, we yeah. go on and on. We had Rich Gannon hey, on Rich yesterday. Gannon. Yeah. yeah, who won an MVP, played the Super Bowl, who played it there. And this, that's no knock at Delaware. It's a great program. But, you know, if we want to talk about Division One, uh, there's no question. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's fascinating stuff, man, with, with Trent. Uh, good insights, too, on how the Eagles may utilize, uh, you know, these guys and, and the upgrades that they've made in this offseason. All right, so we'll step aside, guys. We'll come back. We'll dig a little bit deeper into the Phillies. Coming up at 2 o'clock, Rich Hoffman Jr. from The Athletic. We'll talk uh, NBA draft tonight and what the Sixers may end up doing and what trades may go down. We'll talk. We'll jump around the league, too, because former Sixer Jeremy Grant got traded yesterday. What moves are coming from other teams as well that could impact the, the, the Sixers in a lot of different ways? So we'll do that when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I, I got to fill you in here on Pro Action Restoration because Pro Action Restoration could be that lifeline that you need if you're having issues. Look, we got crazy weather today in the Philadelphia area, a lot of rain. And we know sometimes, unfortunately, that can cause some flooding, some damage to your house, when you, some water problems. I've gone through that personally, and it is no fun. Trust me when I tell you that. It could be your home, could be your business, could be a property that you own, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold damage. Whatever the case may be, they can help you with it. And ProAction's on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist you. I called them on a Saturday. They were over there immediately, cleaned it up. Great price, reasonable. Crew is professional and clean. They're licensed. They're bonded. They're fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will also work in conjunction with your insurance company. 
again, whether it's water, fire, smoke, mold remediation, if you're not really sure if they can help you, just reach out. They'll let you know. 610-623-3760-610-623-3760 or online, proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to look. Fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back in, everybody, on this Thursday, rainy Thursday in the Delaware Valley. Hope it's sunny and beautiful in your neck of the woods. But uh, you, if you live around here, you know what we've been dealing with, but a little bit wet, that's for sure. Uh, coming up top of the hour, we're going to have Rich Hoffman Jr. from The Athletic. We'll talk draft and Sixers with Rich. Just wrap things up with Trent Cole. You know, Trent was another guy who kind of crossed over a bunch of different eras, right? Andy and then into, into chip, uh, you know, kind of a, it, it, or actually he, yeah, I think he was here for like chips first two years, maybe. And then he rolled yeah. to, uh, to the Colts similar, you know, he had a situation where the Eagles were kind of, 
you know, for lack of a better word, done with him. And he moved on and he finished the last two years of his career in Indianapolis. I mean, it, it, it happens. You know, we're, we're talking about that a little bit earlier with Brandon Graham. We don't know what may end up happening, but that's you know, just kind of the way it goes sometimes. It's the nature of the beast, man. You get as much as you can for as long as you can. I mean, that's what it is. That's what it's all about. Yeah, no question about that. All right, so let's talk some uh, some Phillies here, guys. And we mentioned they go down last night uh, to the Rangers. They're now 36-34 and 34 on the season. Uh, it wasn't a Zach Wheeler-esque kind of performance that we're usually used to. He ends up going four and a third, seven hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. It took him 99 pitches, and he couldn't even get through five innings. That is very unlike Wheeler. Sometimes you just don't have it. He didn't have right. it last night. Right. You know what, though? He was off, but kudos to the bullpen. Yeah. I mean, we ripped the bullpen left and right, but the bullpen gave up nothing. Mm-hmm. They gave up, what, one hit? Um, You know, they, they pitched – Three, the bullpen pitched three and two thirds innings, no hits, no runs. Um, how many walks? Uh, two, 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 two. One walk, I believe, and they had two, four, six strikeouts. I mean, fourteen Texas batters struck out. Yeah. So they did their job yesterday. The rest yeah. of the team stunk, but yeah, you, you actually got a clean Canable inning, which was a, a miracle in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, look, if they can. Maybe it builds. Maybe there's something good to take away from this. It's that they have a little, little confidence going into tonight's game in San Diego. Yes, you know you're right, man. And I'm glad you guys, you know, talking about that because I mean we bash them when they don't do well. Um, if the bats would have been just a little bit active, and they played a little better defense, you know, we'd be talking about a win, you know, split series, and going in with a little momentum. At this point, I, I, I think from a standpoint that you know us having, you know, the bullpen at least give us some life will bring us life into this this new series going in. Yeah, I mean, look, there there are there are players that need to step up. Castellanos went over for yesterday. He's sitting 245 on the season. Uh, it's been a real struggle, man, uh, really, especially with runners in scoring position. He's – they've been using him basically in that cleanup spot, and he's been giving them nothing. Um, this is – you know, it, it's it's a pretty prolonged slump. He's been had an awful month June here. He's been a really good hitter his entire career. I, I have to imagine this gets turned around at some point, but I wonder if he's feeling any of the heat from a you know a hundred million dollar contract, the five year whatever it was, a hundred million dollar contract. I don't know. I mean, he claims he's not, but it, it looks otherwise out there at the plate, especially. I didn't expect much in the field, but he hasn't hit even a little bit, man. Well, I hate to use the term discombobulated, but to me, this Phillies team is somewhat discombobulated. It, it's hitting one night. It's good starting pitching the next night. The starting pitching's off, and the bullpen comes through. The starting pitching stellar. The bullpen blows it. I don't know if we'll ever see a consistency. I mean, we're not going to confuse this team with the Yankees. Heck, the Yankees still don't have 20, win, 20 losses yet. I don't think we're going to confuse this team with the Mets just yet until they show us they can beat the Mets and they right. can beat the Braves. You know, I, I, they have potential to be a good team, a wild card team, but I think we're going to be st- sitting here day in and day out, even when they win, even when they win, talking about a facet of this team that's not holding up its end of the bargain. I, look, it's fair enough, Derek. I mean, they, they were built. Um, you knew they, they this wasn't an ideal defensive team to begin with, and and they really have four to five guys who should be playing, who should be DHing. 
Yeah. Um, yep. The, the right the, the Castellano should be DHing, Schwarber should be DHing, Bohm should be DHing, Hoskins should be DHing. <laughs> Real Muto. Yeah. I mean, it's so it's it, you know, and and then you add the fact that Harper can't play in the field, and one of those he has to DH, and one of those guys who you could have at least rotated in and out has got to be out in the field every day. It, it bites them, man. You know, and Hoskins isn't going to get any better. Um, Castellanos isn't going to get any better. I, you know, Schwarber has. I think he will get better. I improved think improved in a, in a modicum, but yeah, you you're more so? you're more optimistic than I am. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> With that contract, man, he's gonna he's gonna have to get better, man. I mean, it's, gonna, it's there. It comes a point when you you get tired of stealing, and you like, look, man, I know I'm better than what I'm playing right now, and, and things gotta get better. I mean, we understand it, man, but he just. I mean, I, have you ever seen a situation where a guy just didn't have it this long? And then they just turned it up. Um, and we talk about Castellanos. I, I think I, I do believe offensively he'll turn it around. I don't believe defensively right. he's going to turn it around. I, I don't think that improves at all. They I didn't bring him in for that, though. No, they did. In his defense, they did not. Yeah. No pun intended. They did not bring him in. But he's been bad. And, and look, they've done this out of necessity because of injuries to Camargo and to Segura. But And he had a couple of big home runs during the early stretch there with Thompson. But you look at what's going on with Bryson Stott right now. Have you guys looked at his numbers? Nah, he's been playing bad. He's hitting 161. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk all about these young guys coming up. <laughs> I mean, whoa. So 161 average, and then you start digging in, you know, kind of going across the board with what he's doing and what he's not doing. I mean, it is awful. I mean, his – so just real quick. A 218 on base percentage, a 270 slugging percentage, and a 488 OPS. That's horrible, guys. Horrible. And he, you know, he's one of the few who's been okay in the field. He actually threw a guy out at third yesterday on a relay throw. Um, but I don't know if you can keep trotting him out there because he's just murdering it. The combination of Castellanos in the cleanup spot spot, who's been awful, Real Muto hitting right after him, who's been awful. You know, Real Muto on the season is he was over four yesterday. He's hitting 240. And then Stott, you're talking like automatic outs here in this lineup that, that are just killing you. You can't even put him down. Um, I mean, put him in the eighth spot, ninth spot. You can't do it. No. No, that well, bad. that's where you're hiding Stott. That's where you're hiding so, him. So, according to you, Rob, the Phillies don't even have nine starters. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, losing Segura didn't hurt them right away. I think they're starting to feel yeah. it now. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because of the heroics of Harper, who unfortunately, I know he's back yesterday, but was, was as missing time. He hasn't been able to carry them like he did in the early portion of the of the of the Thompson era. Hoskins invariably comes back to earth a little bit, and and you know he got hit hit yesterday, but maybe we're starting to see that a little bit. Um, it's tough because your bullpen is still very questionable, although they were good yesterday. Your bolt, your defense is bad, as we talked about, and there's a lot of guys not pulling their weight. Look, in general, offenses, offensive numbers are down in baseball. Okay, so I'll preface it when I say this. But Castellanos two forty five, Hoskins two fifty one, Bohm, who started the season off well, but has really come down two fifty six. Schwarber, even though it, it, look to his credit, his power numbers have been awesome, hitting two fourteen. Yeah. Skip Harper three twenty six. You go to Real Muto two forty. You're without Segura, who was a 275 hitter. Uh, Odubel's in the throes of a massive slump right now. He's hitting 236. 
stock Uh-oh. 161. You hear this, Barrett? You hear, you hear this, Barrett? He's going. He's, going. he's about to saying, go off the deep end again. Going. Going. I'm the, all I'm saying is I'm worried. That's all I'm saying. I'm worried. I'm not jumping I'm, I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. No? No, I can't. Okay, be. let's see how worried you are after these next 10 games. I, I, well, we, we talked about it. I mean, if they split five and five, I'll be good with that. You know? It's concerning. And yes, uh, yes, we're talking, you know, and be Xander's and, oh, you got this New York. I, 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 I'm feeling you on that, man. I'm feeling you on that. But we're just talking about this is a tough series. This is a tough group of series that they're going against right now. Yeah, In they fact, are. It's gonna be, it's, 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 this is four tough series they got to go into. Four. You're playing so. two, divi- two division leaders and a team that is the defending World Series champion in the next 10 games. Right. That's a tough road to hold, man. That's a really tough road. And you got and you got the, uh, the division holder. Uh, you're going to play them twice within the next week and a half. Two weeks. And, and, and then after the Washington series, you go back with – you go to St. Louis. Well, that's what I'm for, saying. St. For Louis, four yeah. games. Yeah. Then you got Toronto because if it wasn't for the Yankees, Toronto would probably be leading their division. Oh, then here comes that. Here comes that team that got us. You know that just got us by the Achilles heel. Also, the, the Marlins. Miami. You know I mean? Well, you know they took two out of three from the Marlins, but look how they had to win two of those three games. So, and the Marlins have a good pitching staff. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a uh, Rob. I'm praying for you, man. I'm gonna sprinkle well, some you, holy here, water you, on your house. And you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. Uh, they have the. They only have. The fifth best record in June, the Phillies. Wow. You know how Everybody hot they started? Balling, yeah. So the Yankees on fire. Yeah. Um, the Red Sox, yeah. the Guardians, and a missing one. But they have the fifth best record after all of that. I mean, there's some teams that are playing unbelievable baseball lately. Yep. In the, yeah. Aren't the Braves? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. It's the, the Braves. Braves. Yeah. The Braves are the other team. Yeah, the, those all those teams have a better have a better record and a better winning percentage than the Phillies do just in the month of June, even after this start. Yep. I mean, if you look around baseball, it's pretty crazy right now. So, just to, I'll get to the, the NL East in a minute. Yankees have fifty one. You believe that the Yankees are fifty one and eighteen? I know it's it's <laughs> sick. It's flat out sick. I mean, you know, you you could be looking at an all New York World Series. Yeah, oh. Mets are Mets are four five and twenty six. And that's with two straight losses. Oh my goodness! So they they've been pretty amazing. Um, Toronto's in second place, but they're nine in that division in the AL East. Yep. They're yep. nine games over five hundred. Boston's been scorching lately. They've won eight of ten, four in a row. They're eight over five hundred. They're in third place. Uh, you know the the Rays are five over five hundred, and they're fourteen games out already. Then you go to the Guardians, who, who are you know I, I mentioned playing a great month of June. They've won eight of their last ten, three in a row. They played extremely well. The um, Guardians. <laughs> I know. It's still hard to get used to, isn't it? I, can't, I still can't get used to it. It's like I'm the Guardians. Of the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. I always and, – and, you know, you want to be politically correct, but it's hard. It's so ingrained in you to say, you know, the their previous nickname. Same with the Washington right. team. It's just hard, you know? Really hard. Oh, it is what it is. So, there's a lot – my point is there's a lot of teams playing good baseball, but – the NL East in particular is a very good division, head to toe. Yeah, it is. Mets 45 and 26, Braves 40 and 30, yep. Phillies 36 and 34. The Marlins, even though they're five games under 500, are no slouch. We know no, that. We've seen that no. from playing them, playing them, the Phillies playing them up close and personal. The only bad team is Washington. They're they're bad. But that's a that's really good. 
And and the other thing is, if you, you take it a step further, we thought because they added a third wild card team that it was going to be easier. You know, right. So, so, yeah. 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 No. Take a look at these no. wild card teams, guys. San yeah. Diego's forty four and twenty seven. Yep. Atlanta's forty and thirty. The Giants are thirty eight and thirty. Yep. Milwaukee thirty nine and thirty two. Then it's the Phillies. Yeah. So you're vying for three spots there. You know, I mean, it's not going to be easy by any stretch. The Phillies, Phillies have got to do something before the trade day deadline. It's not a hope, not a wish. It's imperative they do something. I believe if they can stabilize the back end of that bullpen, they'll be right in the thick of things until the very end. But if they continue to go status quo with this bullpen, I think eventually it's going to catch up to them. Yeah, the bats, as we've talked about, we we, we knew the bats were going to get hot eventually, and they did, which carried them through uh, Rob Thompson's uh, inaugural maiden voyage, uh, taking over as as the manager. But you know what? Bats go silent occasionally. You know. Yeah. And look, you know, pitching pitching can negate good hitching, good good hitting, and we just saw it with Texas, and now you got San Diego, And, and then after that, you're gonna you're gonna you got Atlanta. You got St. Louis. All these teams are pretty good pitching staffs. Yeah. No, they do. They do. Now, um, we'll see to be determined because we're a few days away now, a couple days away uh, from this. But as of right now, Zach Eflin's on schedule to throw his to, to pitch on Saturday. He threw a bullpen session. Uh, he, would, he says he feels okay. We'll see. I'll believe it when I see him on the mound on Saturday. But if, if somehow he can get through this thing with the knee injury, you know, your starting pitch has been good all year, and hopefully that can continue because you're going to need him for sure. You're right there. Well, let me ask you guys. Maybe that's one of the, these are one of the things I should well, ask you, you know guys. What? It was a little bit. It was a little bit more of a, a serious injury than uh, than I than I knew. It wasn't just a scope, man. It was almost a it's a patella tendon injury. You know, yeah, it is. Yeah. Rupture, that, that's the same thing I had. It's just his didn't tear all the way apart. Right. So now I see why he's feeling the way he's feeling right now, man. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's a it's tough a big injury. deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, so yeah, let me ask yeah. you guys, um, and I'll, I, let, me, let me go back to our on the record thing, on the record here. Do Uh-oh. you feel like the Phillies will make a significant move? We'll be talking about the Sixers before the trade deadline, July 31st. So we have more than a month left uh, as we sit here on the on June 23rd, about, a, about five weeks until the trade deadline. Do we think there's going to be a significant or a little, eh, they got a bullpen piece, eh. I don't see how they can make a significant move. They can't afford to give up any of their arsenal offensively. They don't have enough in their minor league system to entice uh, uh, other teams. You know, when a team, especially a team, let's say like Colorado, Cincinnati, Oakland, if they have a key piece, they're going to want some young upcoming talent who's AAA ready, who's close to being in the majors, not some single A uh, or winter league ball type type prospect. Okay, and I don't know if the Phillies are deep enough in their minor league system um, to 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 dangle enough bait in front of some of these teams to get a quality bullpen help. I don't. I really don't. So I think we're going to be sitting here by the trade deadline going, "Eh, they made a move. Let's see how it works out. So nothing that really moves the needle. How about you, Barry? Uh, I I don't I don't see anything. Um, I'm and I, I look at their roster and then I look at, you know, prospects. I just don't see it, man. I mean, Moniac, you know, is he, is he, would you say he's somebody that, you know, might garner some trade value? I don't think there's a ton there, Barrett. Um, you know, he's now in his fifth or sixth year since being yeah, drafted fifth first year. overall. Yep. Yeah. Fifth year. And, um, 
It just looks like every he looks like a major league fielder, but it looks like every time he he you, you know is up and they try and give him a chance. And granted, to, he had some bad luck with that broken hand, but man, he looks overmatched at the plate. He looks like he can't hit a little bit. Right, right, and that's the problem. You know, that's why we drafted him. And I, I don't know. I mean, we don't have anything at this point that can we can dangle in front of anybody. So, do I see him making a big move? I mean, they're already. Uh, you know, he's already paying out the yin gang as far as being. Yeah, he's already cap. in the luxury tax pretty yeah, deep. Yeah, you know, so I, I just can't see it. I don't I don't see where they can make some hay with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too optimistic about the prospects of the Phillies making a significant move to uh, lock down that, that bullpen. I, I just, based on what I said, they can't afford to give up any hitters. Half their hitters are not hitting the way they're supposed to hit anyway. Right. You know, <laughs> and they need them. They need them. Hopefully they come out of this funk, but they need them for the stretch run. Yeah, uh, the pitch, the, the the starting pitch has been solid, but you need bullpen help. How are you going to get it? I know. I, I I think the most disappointing guy, really for me, is uh, Real Muto. I mean, I, I when we first traded for him, I thought he was you know going to be the, the the stay the best uh, catcher in the league, and, and you know he hit the way he was hitting when he first you know first got here, and he is. It's been so underwhelming this year. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous how bad he's been. I Even mean, decisions, you know, decision-making yeah, as far as defensively. Yeah. Yep. No, Matt, you're For me, it's Castellanos. It's Castellanos. It's, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know where his head's at. Um, but for me, considering considering his resume before he got here, um, I, I'm still waiting to see it. Just haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. But you're right. The, the scary oh. thing for me is with um, Real Muto is I just hope Catcher sometimes hit that wall around 30, 31. Uh, it's feeling like he hit a wall, man. I, I mean, he doesn't he, – he's been awful at the plate. Um, he still has that quick release, but he hasn't been a, a, as good a receiver, receiving catcher. And I thought a guy who was built like him, who was very athletic, would be able to hold up more than some of these bulky catchers whose legs tend to go a little bit. Yeah. But I don't know now, man. I don't know, and you're the one-legged bandit, huh? <laughs> well, well, yeah, right. That, that's it. Didn't Derek call Harden that uh, a little bit earlier? <laughs> right. Um, I admit to nothing. <laughs> yeah, that got a little run uh, in the comment section. Uh, that one, but if you look at uh, Barrett, the problem is, man, this contract. He signed a five-year, one hundred and fifteen million dollar deal prior to the 01 season. So you sure. got significant. Um, you know, time left on this thing. I mean, if the the way it breaks down, he's got he's making twenty three this year, twenty three point eight, twenty three point eight, twenty three point eight for three more years after this. Wow, scary. That's oh, scary. Wow. I didn't. I just thought he was going to be, you know, way better than what what I'm seeing right now. You know, and it's been a it's been a gradual. Uh, decline and then you know the past month and a half man it's just it's just been you know it's just it's just it's just going straight down now yeah. you know it was a gradual decline but now it's just he's just dropping right you feel off. like every time he steps up he's going to hit into a double play yeah <laughs> you know you do feel like that that that's for sure look hopefully the Phillies can keep this thing going that's for sure all right I want I want to swing it back because we have Rich Hoffman coming up at two uh, back to the birds here and and this upcoming season and there's, look, for a team that's got pretty high expectations and hopes, they have had 
you know, a decent amount of turnover here in terms of like additions to the new roster. How long do you think it'll take this team to get kind of acclimated to themselves early in the season? Do you, do you, I mean, you got AJ Brown who's going to play a significant role. Hassan Red is going to play a significant role. Uh, Bradbury significant. Kaiser White. You could throw a couple of the rookies in there: Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean. How long do you think it's going to take this team to kind of get rolling here? And do we have to have to have a built-in grace period for a little bit of it? Oh, you're going to have to have a built-in grace period. I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. And it's not because the athletes that you have. This is the time in which these athletes are doing football things, football activities. They don't have enough time on the field to get to know each other, learn the office the way it's supposed to be run, really to put things in perspective. They don't practice enough. Mm. They just don't do it. Your body gets used to playing football by playing football. Muscle memory. You know, your 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 you know, it's not just your your body that has to get used to it, but your brain has to get used to working in that capacity of quick decisions and understanding where you're supposed to go and how this is supposed to happen, your reaction to this. You learn how to block an MEB blitz with your with your uh the guard and tackle, you learn how to block that by virtually blocking that in game type of situation, not in practice where the guy's walking up and you see him and he's got a pad on and he runs into you and you block him up. No, you do it by doing Instant reaction, knowing to have boom, 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 boom. So if you guys had that that almost homogeneous type of mindset because you already know you've already experienced this before. So you 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 go out and you can accomplish that pass off because you've done it before. You can't do that unless you do it out in practice or do it in game type of situation. And they won't get any of that until September 11th. Oh. Starters at least. Yep. I think the biggest detriment is you won't see much of the frontline players in preseason games. You know, more and more you teams don't, don't play think. the frontliners. What are huh? you talking about, Derek? What are you talking about? You think you know for a fact? Me and you have been hollering and complaining about this for yeah. the longest time, man. You're not gonna see it. You're just not gonna see it. And you're right. I think it's gonna take two, three games before you actually see these players until we get a full, a full understanding of what these players are in the systems, whether it's offense or defense. You think, week eight? you think we gave? You think we gave? It took us we ate last year. I, but well, I think yeah. that's when they figured out their identity more, Barry. I, I don't think it's. Do you think it's going to take that long this no, year? No, no, because it's the second it. year. It's the second year of the system. Right. I understand that, but each year you go in, you think of the season in in, in quarters. Well, I mean, it's not right. really quarters, but I'm talking about four games. You right. think of it in four games. You get into camp. You got four preseason games. Then you go to the now next three game. now three now. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. back when they played football, yeah. <laughs> I hate to be that dude, but yeah. Um, it usually takes it to the fourth game to really get your identity on who you are as an offense, defense, and special team. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the four games of preseason, that means that preseason is lost. And that means you will have four games in the regular season that are supposed to take the place of those preseason games. So you don't get your identity, you know, until after your fourth game. After the fourth game, instead of getting your fourth game, you get it after the fourth game. So at least two or three more games after that. So I'm thinking week six, week seven is when they finally hit their place and hit their spot on going hard. Now they got ten games in which, you know, they can work it out, you know, and, and start jockeying for position uh, in the division, you know, in mm. the in the conference and, you know, the rest of the game. Uh, it's really hard. I think the teams that are identity searching are the teams that are usually in the first year of a new coaching staff. Now, when you look at the better teams around the league, why did they come out of the gate being exactly who we thought they were? Because they've had the same people in place coaching them for a while. 
I think the teams that have the the, the, the newness um, and, and trying to get to know each other, especially because they basically play flag football in training camp and preseason games now, they take a little bit longer to get up to speed for real game speed and to get that continuity and fluidity down. Um, most of these guys are now in year two of both Nick Sirianni's, Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon's system. You're sprinkling in a few new pieces, you know, the, the, the you know, uh, the cornerbacks, the D line and a wide receiver. I think it's going to take them a while to get acclimated and those around them to get acclimated to them. That's why I was a little surprised. You said seven or eight games. I said, maybe two or three, get two or three games on, but And I'm not overlooking Detroit. I do think they're going to win that game, but we can't emphasize this enough. Do not overlook Detroit when you look at how inconsistent they were last year. They only won three games, but they were in most of their games except one or two. Mm -hmm. And I think they're going to be a better team this year. I'd be shocked if the Eagles blow them out the way they did last year. Oh, they're definitely not. But I, Yeah, but I do think that's a good game, a good matchup for them to make their mistakes and to learn from those mistakes. I agree. And ex- and accelerate the learning curve a little bit better yeah. um, to get ready for, for, for what's to come weeks two, three, and four. The one thing to keep in mind is everybody's dealing with this because hardly any teams play any of their starters right. uh, anymore right. in these preseason games. So right. it's going to be universal, I think, in a lot of ways. Other than some guys do. I mean, Belichick does. Some old school guys do. But most teams are going to struggle early in the season. That's for sure. All right, so we uh, we step aside. We come back. Rich Hoffman Jr. is going to join us from The Athletic. We'll talk about the draft. What moves – if any, the Sixers are going to make today or in the near future. What's the what's the future of James Harden? What happens with Tobias Harris, Matisse Thybul? Can they get Tucker? Can they get Gordon? Are they making this the Rockets East? You got it. We will talk about all of it when we get back. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Roll into the final hour of the program. He is Derek Gunn. He is Barrett Brooks. I am Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take. Tell a friend, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and uh, pound that like button, please, to everybody who is hanging out with us on this awesome, awesome day. All right. So uh, coming up, we'll be talking to Rich Hoffman in a little bit. We're having slight technical uh, issues, which we would. We always want to make sure that the guys are squared away before we go to them. We, you know how that is. I mean, you know how it is in your own life when you, you, you guys breaking up on the phone or your, your, your Zoom call, you know, Zots is out. Hello, who? Huh? Modern, what? modern yeah. technology. Yeah, you're right. Right. You're like, like, oh, my God, man. Right. I, was, I was in a patch yesterday morning before we uh, before we had our pre-show meeting. I was I was in – I was kind of running around a little bit. And I was in this little, little stretch where I'm – I'm trying to connect with this guy and we were about something and we were, and you know, he's like breaking up, breaking up. I go to another, I, I go about a mile down the road, finally get him back. Same thing happens. And I'm like, my God, man, we, we just can't get this, this right. You would think in this day and age, man, for sure. All right. Looks like uh, I'm seeing our man now. He does it a phenomenal job covering the Sixers in the NBA. Also mixes a little birds in there as well for the athletic. There he is. Rich Hoffman, Rich, what's going on, man? Oh, sorry, I forgot to turn on my mic. <laughs> you, you, you remind, now you're reminding me of Derek and Barrett. You pull, you pull it the gun. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's usually for us older folk, Rich, who, who can't figure that out. No, you know guys, I, mean? I do that every time. It's just I'm, I'm not usually on a show that we go on at a certain time. So just, <laughs> that happens behind the scenes. <laughs> I hear you. So we can, uh, you can follow Rich, by the way, uh, on Twitter, at Rich underscore Hoffman, of course, uh, at the Athletic PHI. So, Rich, I, I asked this question to uh, Derek and Barrett a little bit earlier, and I'll pose it to you. It's kind of generic here, but regarding um, today, tonight, slash tonight into the draft, significant or just kind of eh, Sixers movement tonight? Yeah, Rob. I, I honestly, it's it's hard. It's hard to say. I, I think it's it's closer to the eh. It's, pr- okay. it's probably in the middle of that. Like, if, mm-hmm. if significance, like seventy five percent. I'd say yeah. like I'd say there's a good chance that like you know some decent moves with uh, with depth pieces with you know Danny Green, Matisse Thybul. I I don't yep. like if you're saying significant. I, I think that the only person that would qualify as that would be Tobias Harris. I find it they're trying like they're, they're certainly landscaping the league that is a hard contract to move and uh at this point especially when you don't really have a lot else to trade with it so i i would lean towards yeah well, well let, let me ask you about the mechanics rich real quick i'm sorry derek no, would the ahead, mechanics ahead, be would it be thibel sweetener in a harris deal thibel on his own how how does that work to try to unload it? it was, what is it, seventy one million over the next two years? For if, if it was one year, it'd be a lot more movable. But how how do you think the mechanics of a of a Harris trade would work? That that would be the one where you would be willing to give up the most, and your, your two sweeteners, I would say, are Thibel and uh, and the pick. Those would be the two things you would give up. And mm-hmm. I think 
if there is a move to be made for Harris, that, that is when you would give up that stuff. Thibault, he's not moving by himself. He's not. Like, they're, they're not going to trade him to open up the taxpayer mid-level exception for, for P.J. Tucker. Like, I, I do think there is an understanding that Matisse Thibault right now is a one-way player, a specialist, and he has not really helped you in the playoffs as much as he has helped you in the regular season. But you don't need to attach him to the 23rd pick. You don't need to do all of those things to get P.J. Tucker or somebody like that. I think if, if he were to move, to me, it would probably be for a rotation-ready player now or in that bigger Tobias Harris move where you're just clearing off a ton of cap capital there for you. Right? Mm. Would you would you protect Maxi at all cost? So, Gunnar, I would say with Maxi, nobody is ever untouchable in the right. NBA for sure. Right. So for me, and I, I think the Sixers, I, I know the Sixers feel this way as well. I, I think to move Maxi, you would need an absolute game changer. Like I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking like top 10 to 15 player. And not only that, a wing too, you know, not like a point guard or a center or something like that. Bill. Bill. He's not a top 15 uh, uh, player. No, thank you. Uh, thank you, Rich. I'm so sick of this. Bradley Beal, so thank you. There. Thank you. Now, Brad, no, 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 Barrett, stop it right now. Just stop it. <laughs> so as you can see, Rich, this has been a bit of a, you know, uh, polarizing issue for us. All well, right, three is one now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest field guy, Barrett. I'm sorry. He's uh, injury. Yeah, injury prone. I think Maxie was better than him last year, unfortunately. That's kind of that. Maybe Whoa. he'll bounce back. Oh, you know, did you hear that, Barrett? Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> so I do. But, but I do think, like, <laughs> there is a difference between Beal, who's kind of in, you know, he's probably in, like, the – lower end all-star. So, you know, like 25th best player in the league, something like that when he's right. I think there's a major difference between that and the type of guy that they would need to move for Maxi. Cause here's the thing with Maxi. They, um, they have him under contract for cheap over the next couple of years. I, I think it's right around $3 million. So that that's important when it comes to filling out your roster currently, like he is going to outperform that contract over the next two years. And when we see, you know, with this Harden deal, again, this has been reported and rumored uh, when the details come out, if it is, in fact, three years, if it is, you know, the opt-in year and then two more or just a, a different year, to me, that signifies they have two timelines here. They have three years where they'll go all in for it with Harden. And then three years from now, Maxi is about to get paid, but you can have cap space to bring in other players. That That is what that would signify. So, Gunnar, for the most part, because I don't think they're getting a top 15 or whatever player for Maxi. Right. He's not He's not going anywhere. See. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I love this man. Now Barrett's, Barrett's down. He's down. Yeah, Rich, well, I, just, I, I, was Sorry, just thinking, I, I was just thinking that, you know, I mean, we've heard Embiid say, you know, we, we got to get this guy here. That's who I want here. Uh, I thought that it was going to be almost a sign and trade thinking of, you know, all right, he's going to be, you know, he's not going to take the $180 million and, you know, if he opts out and if he opts in, you know, he's now welcome to get like, what, $280 million. And it'd be a sign of trade. He opts in, signs with the, you know, the 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 76ers. They send the draft pick. They send Tobias. They send Maxi there. And now, you know, and all things will be well in the universe. So I guess it's not happening. No, and I, I think the, the Beal thing probably went out the out the window when you traded for Harden. It just to, okay. if if your big three is Harden, Beal, and again, like you said, you're gonna have to break up Tobias. Probably have to trade Maxi. Like it's two small guards and Embiid, and you have even less on the in terms of depth than you've had. So I, I don't think that'll happen. And Bradley Beal is is not as good of a shooter as Tyrese Maxi, and that's 
important if you have James Harden. So, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. But I also think Washington, weirdly, they should have traded him, you know, two or three years ago because th- their team is just not good enough to justify continuing to pay him. They need to actually rebuild and do it the right way. Uh, it seems like he's coming back, though. It seems like he he likes playing there and they're OK with being the uh, the 12th seed or the 10th seed or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I got to ask you, Rich. So uh, we're, we're all assuming opt in for Harden. And then if there's two years on it, oh, geez. I, I loathe all of this, but I'm asking you, what what are we looking at here in terms of the numbers for those two years? 30 ish for each year. And we're going to be sold that that's some kind of bargain uh, and, and his hamstrings magically healed and all that stuff. Like, is that what we're looking at here? It's going to be a lot. Yeah, I think I think 30 is probably the low end. Oh, uh, yeah. So, uh, so that's what it's, it's going to be, but I mean, and guys, I I get why you're not crazy about that. I I guess my only counter to that would be like, all right, are you going to give them five years where it's like $30 million? And then, and then those years are a disaster. So they like, look, if this happens as we kind of all expect, hasn't been made official, it's just, just been reported, but you know, reported by, by good people. I think that they're going to bank on Harden being better than he was this year for the next couple of years. And we'll see, you know, I, I look, I, I watched the same guy, games you, you guys did all of those things, but yeah, I think if, if he only accepts a three-year deal, it's going to be for a decent amount of money. Oh. Per year. It, 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 is, is there thinking rich that the hamstring wasn't fully right? He gets a full summer of knowing, you know, working with Doc and, and whatever the Sixers assistant coaches and, and knowing what this team's going to look like. Is that their reasoning? Other than Maury's just, you know, gaga over him. Like what, what's the rationale behind he's going to be better than he was last year? Well, that's the, that's the internal hope. As far as resigning him, I think it's your, your bed's already made. I mean, what, you can't replace him. So if, if he leaves, like you just, you're going to be picking from a bad free agent crop and you're not even going to have the money to, to replace him. So, so I, like, look, resigning him is, it, it, it's a no brainer at this point, basically is my way of putting it. Cause there's just no way you could build around the roster like the NBA is the salary cap system and the NBA is punitive, man. There's not a lot of different options you can have. And once you're already over the cap and you let these guys walk, you, you can't just replace somebody with that money. Right. Anymore. And this is one of those situations. I think internally, those are the things you hear. Yeah. You know, the, the hamstring has been a little bit of an issue. Although I will say James Harden was, he, he downplayed that when, even when he was struggling. So, you know, we'll see, but I, I do think like, those are the, those are the, positive that's the way to spin it positively that you know give him a full season here give him a full summer off and he's had a weird couple of years for sure Mm -hmm. uh and he'll be better i i would be surprised if he wasn't a little bit better than he was this year guys just with the the added motivation and i I do think the hamstring was bothering him a little bit but he he needs to be a lot better unfortunately so Mm -hmm. you know he's got a he's got a long way to go for that what do you think about the rumor out there about them getting PJ Tucker at 37 for the money they're going to try to pay him, which is not a lot, but still 10 million years, 10 million a year for a 37 year old guy. Yeah. And that is where Harden opting in is pretty interesting, right? Because so, you know, obviously you guys know, like the NBA, they have a soft salary cap. You can go mm-hmm. over it for whatever, but where the Sixers are that $10 million to give PJ Tucker that $10 million per year, there is a thing called the apron, which is like $30 million above the cap. If you give P.J. Tucker that $10 million, that becomes a hard cap. You can't go over that mm. if, you, if you use this big mid-level exception. And they are right up against that right now. They, I, I think they can create the space to do it. And I think they can move around some of these back-end pieces to get there. But that is why Harden opting in 
is like a fascinating decision because the way to make it easier to get PJ Tucker is for him to take a little less this year. And maybe you give him a little more, like, you know, you could make the money roughly the same over the next two years and it not matter as much. So I'm very curious to see how that'll work because to me, like, I think you could give him, you know, whatever these 30, $40 million at the end of, at the end of the day, it'll be like, you know, 110, something like that, 120 over, over three years, whatever that is. I feel like, there, there is a scenario in which giving PJ Tucker that salary would be, be easier. I am, um, as far as like PJ Tucker, he is, uh, you know, you remember Embiid after the game six where he, he really flat I mean, out it was, said it. Yeah. It was like a soliloquy about how much he liked PJ Tucker and uh, how tough he is. I think the, the kids would say he's a dog in a good way too. Like he's a yeah. really tough player, like really, um, you know, experienced veteran player. Harden has played a million games with him. And I, I, I do think like, look, the Sixers, with Tobias, like he, he is a very talented fourth option, but if you were to replace somebody like PJ Tucker with him, I feel like you would be able to improve in the areas like defense, toughness, mm-hmm. all those things where they, they already have enough scoring with the top three guys. They already have Harden, Maxi, and Embiid. That's plenty. Like that's plenty of shot creation, all of those things. So I don't think it would be a bad move. I am worried that he's 37 years old though. Like, yeah, yep. He justified that salary this year, but I mean, like guys, they, getting up to 38, 39 years old. That's fairly unprecedented for a role player to be pretty good. Yeah, especially for a guy who gives you maybe six, eight points a game. I mean, you're obviously bringing him in for his defensive prowess and his toughness more so than anything else. But I think to spend whatever money they're going to spend, you need more two-way players. Somebody can give you something at both ends of the court, which they sorely lack, which is why they exited in the second round again. Yeah, and I think at this point, Derek, they, they would just be like, look, we're, we're going to go with the defense. And yeah, you're right. Yeah. He is a completely yeah. limited offensive player. He is like his feet are cemented into the floor in yeah. the corner three. And that's the only shot he takes. But, you know, he brings offensive rebounding. He brings yeah. uh, and, toughness. You know what? I will say he brings toughness. And I will say, like, it, it was interesting watching him play for Miami this year because with Harden, like when he was Harden in, you know, in Houston, P.J. Tucker didn't move at all. Miami, right. he did a little bit more because they have like a little bit of a movement system. I was impressed with the play. I don't think he would be a bad guy to bring in, but I also don't think the Sixers are like, and I think there's a lot of interest there. I don't think they're going to completely sell out to get this. Okay. okay. Rich, but then, Rich, Rich, since you, you, uh, uh, Derek, and Rob would burst my bubble <laughs> with Beal, all right, 23rd pick. We're just staying at the 23rd pick then. I mean, Let's hope not. We can do. Let's hope not, but anyway. We'll see. I mean, I, I think I think green salary, you might be able to get, you know, a $10 million player who can actually play, unlike Danny Green, who was hurt this year. There, there might be some guys who could who could fit in that. And I, I wouldn't be completely opposed to that. Like, I, as much as I think the Sixers have done well in the in the 20s in recent years, like I think they've they're, they're much better at picking in the 20s than they are picking at the top of the draft, for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is which is too bad because it matters more at the top of the draft, unfortunately. Like, I, it would be better if that happened. But, uh, you know, I think there are some guys who might be able to help them with this pick, but for the most part, and, and I think they are operating this way, guys, it's really hard for a rookie when you're trying to win a title to yep. even play a rotation part, yep. you know? I think even if you draft, like, a senior in college, and there are a couple of guys who I like who could fit that spot. Like, there's a guy, EJ Liddell from Ohio State, who I'd be really interested in as a, you know, kind of a, a piece. It, it's a lot to ask of those guys. There's not always those Tayshawn Princes that are good right away. Those mm. plays, you know? So it's hard. Rich, what do, you, what do you make of the Michael Rubin timing of this? Um, he steps away, he sells his 10% of HS, HSBE. Uh, there's a lot of scuttlebutt that 
I don't want to say side deals. It's not like, but, but he's going to be able to do some things with some players that may draw them to Philadelphia where it's not counting against their cap. Is this just, we're all thinking way too much here or is there, is there more? Yeah. I, I think it's something that's been in the works. Like, like it's, it's true. His business is blown up and he's trying to basically own sports in a couple of years when it comes to gambling and, collectibles and maybe even streaming rights and all of that stuff. I, I do think that part of it is really fascinating though, Rob, because I, I will say like the, the NBA and, and there was a lot of noise about this at the time. They, they looked into his friendship with James Harden when Harden was not a member of the Sixers and yeah, the Sixers yeah. were basically, you know, flashing their eyes at him and, and hoping that, you know, he would ask out of Brooklyn. And that was a part of it. And I thought it was really fascinating I think it was in your Ron Weitzman story yesterday where Michael Rubin, it was in a couple of stories where like Adam Silver was like, Hey, you can tamper now. You can help them even more at this point, which I just thought was like, that's kind of Silver said that I would say he, yeah, I think, I think he was on the record. He was like, maybe he'll be able to help out, you know, the Sixers in other ways now. Wow. Basically. Okay. And it was, it was acknowledged in a couple of articles. Maybe, maybe he didn't say it exactly, but it was mentioned. It was oh. in there and it, it was, you know, it was, communicated to okay. Michael Rubin. And so I like, look, I think he's a good guy for the Sixers to have on their side. Like, does it matter at this point? Like when it comes to recruiting free agents quite that much? No, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Like right now, but as far as a uh, kind of a, a powerful ally to have, he really is a very connected guy in those NBA circles. He really is. So, yeah. um, but no, I, I think it was something that had been in the works for a while. Interesting. Wow. All right. Let me ask you about Eric Gordon, because it feels like we did a lot of rocket former, at least former rocket talk here. Um, making somewhere in the in the 20 range uh, a team option next year the following season i mean after this year um a guy who look would fit the bill of something that they need here in terms of instant offense has a good relationship with harden knows how to play with harden potentially if tucker were here too i don't know if any of that could all work together but what, what are your thoughts on gordon how realistic that could be yeah, I think he's on a list of these kind of these ten million. He, he makes a little more. That would that would take I think some more matching salary, maybe like a cork miles or somebody to get in there. Um, he he's on the list of guys that they could take in, you know, for for instant help this year. And mm. I actually like Tucker among those two a little bit better. Like Gordon's just he's a little smaller. He's a tank. He's like Harden. Like he's definitely uh, a tank. And I, I know there's been some there's been some hand-wringing about like do you want to rebuild the 2018 Rockets again with with those guys I mean 2018 Rockets were a good team for sure right. but uh I uh I think yeah I think he's definitely an option that they have looked at you know Houston is shopping him because they are clearly in rebuilding mode uh, so yeah like would I be stunned if he's on the team uh in a couple of days no no I wouldn't but I, I think he's only one of you know seven eight options something like that hey Rich outside of the 76ers which team or teams Will you be watching closely tonight to see what they do, whether it's in drafting or by way of trading? Well, I, I'm I'm excited for the top three. Like it, it's it's I like all three of those players, but it's it's kind of interesting that they're all big guys and and big guys they, they don't really move the needle quite as much anymore unless you're Joel right. Embiid or Nikola right. Jokic, right? I there was there was a stat the other day I saw since 2002 there have been. I think there have been 18 centers drafted in the top three, uh, wow. three all-star appearances. And one of them is Chris Kamen. I think the other two wow. have been Dwight Howard. Chris which is, Kamen. Oof. Which is crazy. So it, it really has kind of been a losing proposition. But I, Gunner, to answer your question, like I just think there's going to be a lot of trades tonight. Okay. I think the, the general feel around the league, and the Sixers are not the only ones in this 
position. There is not a lot of free agent cap space to be yep. had yep. right now. There's not a lot of teams. Detroit just opened up a lot with the Jeremy Grant trade yesterday, but there's not a lot, and it's not a good class. So the the time to make a move is on draft night when you have these picks. And so I, I think there's going to be a lot of moves, and I think there could be moves, you know, in the teens. I think a bunch of teams in the in the twenties. We already saw Dallas do it with uh, with the Christian Wood trade. There's going to be a lot of teams, and so that's I guess that's the hope for the Sixers right now is that. I, I think there is a decent amount of interested trading partners, probably more so than your average draft man. Well, Rich, look we, at, we, we, oh, go ahead, Doc. No, no, no. I was going to say, well, you know, if we were to stick around 23, what are some prospects? You know, I like uh, Nikola Jovic. You know, would he be around that 23 spot um, if we were to pick at 23? Yeah, I, I think he would be. And, you know, I, I think th- the idea of him as kind of a maybe a stash project, even though I, he wants to come over this year, would be interesting. So guys, to me, and the good thing about the Sixers, I, I will give them credit for this, even though they didn't, I don't think they hit on this pick last year. Jaden Springer did not make any sense from a timeline standpoint. Right. Like they right. took the youngest kid in the draft when they're trying to win now. Mm. And like, we'll see how that works out. I, I think he's pretty raw. He, he has a chance of not turning out. Like a lot of people pick 20, have a chance of not turning out. Uh, but to me, the best case scenario for them is drafting an older player and a wing type who can give them athleticism, toughness, all those things we talked about with, with P.J. Tucker. But that's not always how the board falls. So, like, just some guys, I mentioned E.J. Liddell. I, I'm not sure he's going to drop that far. He's just, like, a, a really smart, solid, you know, 6'6", kind of Grant Williams-type player. There's a kid from LSU who I think is not going to make it to them, Tari Eason, who is just, like, an excellent athlete, just a really switchable defender. He's somebody else I would be interested in. There's a kid, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, who's a little bit more of an upside swing where he's, uh, you know, he's more of a pick and roll type ball handler, but he's a big kid too. And he had some, he had some good moments against Holmgren from, uh, from Gonzaga. He might be available at that point. So, you know, I I kind of, like I said earlier, like I do trust the Sixers drafting in the spot. They've been, it's like the same guys who have been doing this, you know, EB, Vince Rosman, these guys, they've done a nice job over the past couple of years with, you know, Shamit, Shake, uh, Maxi is like an absolute home run in the twenties. Like that's a game changer to get that done. Paul Reed in the fifties is an okay pick too. Like they they've done okay later in the draft. I think they're pretty good at evaluating it. But but I will be curious to see you know like if it's you know a Malachi Branham or somebody like that dropping a kid who could be a really good player but who's not going to help you right away. Yep. Do they have the gumption to take him? Like are, are they willing to do it when you have these depth problems and this is the one asset you really have to play with this offseason? I'll be very interested to see that. Yeah, me too. That's for sure. Rich, let me ask you, um, just sort of jump around the league a little bit. What happens with Kyrie? Wow, man, that's a that's a loaded one right there. I'm just really happy I don't cover the Nets. <laughs> that's like that's complete nonsense. That's the nonsense team right mm-hmm. now, where it's just ridiculous. Uh, I think it's very funny when you see Woj on TV, who's like very plugged in and obviously, you know, gets all the stuff first. I think it's very funny when he's just like, and I don't know, like it's, it's a complete wild card. Would he actually take a, a mid-level exception from the Lakers because he was disrespected? I don't think he would, but he is the one person who I think is like, look, he, he lit half the salary on fire this year for, mm-hmm. for no reason at all. So I, if I had to bet, I think Kyrie is going to be back because if they lose him, it's like the Sixers. They can't replace him. That's number one. And I, you know, as, as unreliable as he is, he's certainly younger and probably a little bit better than Harden at this point. Uh, 
And then what do you do? Like he's Kevin Durant's friend. Like Kevin Durant has put up with his yeah. his yeah. nonsense for the most part. And then so is Kevin Durant going to want to leave after that? So I think ultimately he's going to come back. But I, I do think like it's it's interesting. Like the Nets are playing hardball. They are. It seems like they are going with the the Sixers Harden route, where they are you know they're trying to give Mature a three year deal, and not because they want to operate on two timelines. They're just not sure if he's going to be there for a while. And Kyrie Irving has been. I think disrespected. I think I think it's clear that in some of the reporting, he's trying to make you know a leverage play at some point to try and get out of there. I think the likeliest scenario is that he's back, but man, I, I wouldn't bet on it, and I wouldn't bet on knowing what that guy is going to end up doing. All right, last one for me, Rich, and we've talked about this. It's a real issue with the league. Um, you know, John Wall sits out the entire year last year. He's he's opting into forty-seven Jeez. hard hard nest kind of numbers this year, and he's going to. They have no prayer trading them. Uh, they're going to have to end up buying them out, and yeah, it'll end up going, yeah. you know, to a, a better, greener pastures, if you will. What does Adam Silver do about this issue? Because we see it around the league a lot. It's not just Wall. It's we saw it with Al Horford at, at the end in Oklahoma City, and he ends up in a better spot in Boston. Like, what do you do about this? It's tough. I mean, guys, the the league salary structure, which has been the way it's it's gone for a long time, is. Uh, it would be better if, you know, the LeBrons and the KDs of the world could make whatever they want because, you know, LeBron in his prime was probably worth like $75 million to a team. He was that transformative and, and it would be able to work. But here's the problem. So when you met, when you cap those guys' salaries, then the guys who are, you know, the 30th best player in the league get paid pretty much on par with them. And that's how you get these uh, these type of bad salaries. It's, it's funny. The Supermax contract, which is what John Wall signed, a long time ago, that was supposed to be able to keep you. Like, that was when people were worried about player movement. And that was supposed to be, we're trying to keep our homegrown players so you can offer them more money th- than normal. That's worked out poorly because those end up being bad contracts unless it's like unless it's like a top five guy, unless it's mm. Joel Embiid signing that thing, which he did, uh, unless it's, you know, KD or those guys. So, yeah, I mean, that that is an issue. I, I think, I thought it was really interesting this year. Like the Rockets just sat John Wall this year and just they didn't even play him they said like we're just going to eat your salary they got like one one hundredth of the guff that the sam hickey sixers would have gotten for that just because they wanted to play these young guys who look look, and i I think they're they're going to be okay like jalen green all these guys like they're they're josh christopher they're gonna be okay in a couple years but come on they're doing the same thing the sixers did pretty much Mm -hmm. so yeah is uh, is silver forcing a gm on them is he going to do that which we don't talk about how he forced mentioned- the freaking Colangelo's in there. And anyway. you mentioned Oklahoma City, too. I mean, they did that with Horford. Horford was winning them too many games, and they just were like in the middle of the year. No, we're done. Like, mm-hmm. go home. Like, <laughs> like, get out of here. I love that yeah. it's acceptable now, but it wasn't then. It's crazy. And I think every Sixers fan has a right to point that out and just be like, what? why Why were we the, the worst thing? Because we did it for a couple of years. I mean, Oklahoma City's doing this for, for two or three years, too. Like, yep. Come on. They're not, they're not doing anything different. So – yeah, I, I do think that the Supermax is, is going to be something that they have to look at because, yeah, there's a lot of – that. that's where the bad salary is now. It used to be like the middle class was bad salary where it was like guys making $20 million, like 22 guys that should be making $8 million. Those guys were more tradable. John Wall, Russell Westbrook is a bad one. These guys all signed the same contract, 
and they're just immovable. It's it's mm-hmm. crazy. Like the Lakers are screwed. <laughs> the the Rockets are just gonna have to eat this. I mean, the, the only rumors that you hear for those two guys are would they be traded for each other? Each and other. Answer, yeah. that's no. Yep. But you know, that's it, it's a bad situation for sure. And I, I don't know what Adam Silver would do, but guys, the other thing too is like in three years when I mentioned the Sixers two timelines and they'll have cap space, guys like $40 million is like not going to be that much money if this TV deal is what they think it is. That's crazy. Wow. Wow. It's going to be yeah. it's going to be a lot, but it's going to be what like 23 million was a few years ago, you know, and it's just so that's I guess that's some of the hope with whatever number you Rich, speaking of that timeline, last one for me. Um how much longer is Embiid patient? Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too when it, it's nice to say now that you have the two timelines, but you know, Embiid doesn't want to wait three years for this great opportunity. So, I mean, and look, I think they're they're going to make an honest effort to do both, like to be competitive now, and then hopefully when Harden, ter- hopefully it's like the moment he turns into a complete pumpkin to say, okay, goodbye, and you can you can move it. But that's, yeah, that's that's always the interesting question. I mean, I, I don't, he's not gonna, it's not gonna be this year, Rob. I, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna continue to to put up with it. But look, I, I, as much as he has never said that he wants to leave that that's just the way the nba has worked for a long time if, if a superstar player feels stuck and they actually want to win a title and joel Embiid wants to win a title for sure like he's not one of those uncompetitive guys i think he values being a, a lifetime sixer all of those things uh that is what's hanging over this franchise like right, how can you keep this guy how can right. you continue to do it um do i think he's he's pretty clued in on on what their plan is and what they're trying to do now yeah i do I do. And I think he's probably a little more clued in than he used to be. Mm-hmm. He kind of, he kind of liked to be the, he used to say like, I'm a player. I don't get paid right. to make those decisions. I think, and and by the way, I think that's the right way to go about it. Like, you're right. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be making the decision, but I think he's a little more of a part of it now. Mm. He's a little more clued in. And uh, look, he's got a good relationship with Daryl Morey. So like, I, I don't think there's like any like sirens that need to be going off right now, but yeah, that's with every move they make. Is he going to be happy? Is he, is he going to be, willing to do this because there could be a point where that becomes an issue for sure. All right, Rich, we appreciate it, man. Again, follow Rich on Twitter at Rich underscore Hoffman. And of course, uh, awesome job uh, at the athletic PHI, the athletic Philadelphia Sixers, uh, Sixers beat writer, Rich, good, good information, man. And uh, thank you much, bro. Great information. You have an interesting night tonight, man, for sure. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Thank you, Rich. Okay, guys. Thanks for being on. Take care. You got it. So he's he's it sounds like guys he's kind of feeling twenty three could be dealt for something yeah. maybe Thibault gets moved but it doesn't feel like at least tonight he's feeling something major coming on yeah that's basically what we felt I, I think there there could be a move but I'm I, I don't know if it's going to be a wow factor move mm-hmm. that we can't wait to talk about tomorrow I think yeah. we it could be a type of move where we sit here and go. Okay, all right, let's see how it plays out. You know, nice role player, maybe a fifth starter, maybe sixth man off the bench, maybe. I think there's going to be a maybe, a lot of maybes attached to whatever they do tonight. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, let's come back, guys. We'll do a little open talk. We'll dive into a bunch of different things, uh, including. Oh, Barrett, no Bradley Beal, okay? We're done. Done. Sorry, Barrett. Sorry, We're Barrett. done. Yeah. That's wrong, man. You you wrong for that, man. Y'all wrong. Wrong, D-Gun. Wrong again. I'm trying to tell you. Hey, look, um, Barrett will have the last laugh if they start off the year poorly and they can't score. 
So I know. We'll, be, I know. we'll, we'll never I know. hear the end of that, but that's the way this works. Uh, all right. So we'll come back. Uh, we'll, we'll put a, put a bow on this one. we got a bunch of stuff to do as we jump around. I get a good on this date in, in sports Ooh. history for you guys that you, uh, you'll enjoy when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left. Fake them up. Mama, go up, mama! <laughs> She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Final segment of the show. Rob Ellis, Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Uh, remember, every day, 12 to 3 Eastern Time, we are here on Jacob Sports YouTube Network, and we'll be back and rocking tomorrow. So Joey B asks, uh, Rob, what's the story behind that picture over your shoulder with uh, Larry Bird and Julius Irving fighting? So you guys can see that pretty clearly, right, over my over my shoulder there? There's- yep. Bird's got his uh, his hand around Doc's neck. Doc's about ready to to crank a punch at him. So that, that happened back in 1984. Those two went at it. it was November 9th, 1984. Um, 
and they had just been getting under each other's skin, man. And, you know, and Bird was not afraid to talk smack. Doc was a guy who was a very calm, generally sort of peace-loving dude. Um, but when his buttons were pushed, Doc could go off. And it, it got pretty nasty. It ended pretty quickly. They were good afterwards. But that's that, literally that's what happened. It, it was one of those moments. The other picture is Chuck Bednarik over Frank Gifford after he just clocked him. That hit knocked Gifford out not only for that the rest of that year, but that's the rest right. of the following year. That's right. So, yeah, that's what, that's what those two pictures are, are all about. We appreciate everybody in that comment section. That's for sure. All right. Did you guys see the end, the overtime of the Avalanche and the Lightning, Lightning last night? So the Avalanche ended up winning in overtime, 3-2 to two to take a 3-1, pretty significant 3-1 lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. But, but the problem is they had too many men on the ice. And it was not. Yeah, man. They got jobbed. They got jobbed in that game. Great game. Another great game in this series. Um, And, you know, when they go, and the way they scored the goal, it reminded me a lot of that 2010 series between the Flyers and the Blackhawks. Remember when the Blackhawks scored the deciding goal from the side of the net? Yep. And everybody's just standing there wondering what's going on. And all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. Patrick Kane realizes the puck's in the back of the net and he's celebrating. People are looking at him like, what's wrong with this guy? Yep. The same way this goal happened last night. The way it's stuck up in the on top of the net, underneath, I didn't even see the puck go in. I had no idea. Like, Sean McDonough is one of the best hockey broadcasters, play-by-play yes. guys you'll yep. ever hear, and he's doing the games for, for ABC and ESPN. And he didn't even know what happened. Like, he, he did not know what happened there. I didn't know either. I really I didn't. No and all idea. of a sudden, the Colorado starts celebrating. You're like, what are they celebrating? Then you watch the replay, and it's it, it just stuck. It was He went top shelf underneath the crossbar and it just stuck there crazy but 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 the the, to lose is one thing but to lose the way tampa bay lost that when you know i mean let's face it colorado was putting pressure on them left and right you know and i'm sitting there going it's only a matter of time before colorado finds the back of the net because tampa couldn't get the puck out of their own end you know and colorado's just peppering them with shots that buzzing around the net i'm thinking this is going to eventually end but to lose it like that when there should have been a call for, for you know two men on the ice and you never you don't get to see the call until hours after the game. Oh, how do you not have a replay just to check and make sure everything's okay? I, I don't, don't understand it. Too many men on the ice can't be challenged, and I'm not sure why. I don't, wow, I don't, like that's got to be changed. No. And I, I the argument in hockey is, and Barrett, you can you can appreciate this. So the argument with people in hockey is, you could call that almost every time, like you could call hold almost every time. Yep, okay. yep. So the, that that's the counter to this. But to me, in that kind of moment, man, in a Stanley Cup game, you got to look at that. And it wasn't just your your run of the mill, one guy jumping off, jumping on almost simultaneously. Like it would, it would. They had six on there longer than they should have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that that had to be looked at, in my opinion. It had to at least be reviewed. And, and I don't blame like John Cooper, the coach for the Lightning, was was like sort of destroyed. He was like kind of whacked out after the game. It was it was weird. It was sort of like babbling, but you could tell like they were stunned. Uh, it, it's I think it's ninety percent of the teams that go up three one in an NHL Stanley Cup Finals win yeah, the cup. Yeah, yeah. So Tampa's in trouble. Like their their streak is in big big trouble here. Yeah, and the way Colorado's playing, it could end. You know, in Game Five. Yeah, I mean, the way. I mean, I thought they were more evenly matched, but Colorado was man, they're, they're so strong. My goodness, Jeez, wow! Man. You know, they are, I, I they was are. hoping it would go to seven. I just wanted to Same. see a seven game series. 
Me too. I, I and I don't. I have, I could care less who wins. I just want a deep yeah, series that, that exactly. every you know overtime the whole thing. And it was a good game. Was a good yeah, game. we don't have any skin in the game, so you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Like I said, like, we, like we keep saying, what they're playing isn't what the Flyers play. It's a completely right. different sport. <laughs> you know that's for sure. Um. So we we touched on it a little bit earlier, but yeah, I, I was I, I was bummed by this one. You know, I like guys who are characters, and and Tony Siragusa passing a, a guy who was a really good player and a character of the game and a character of the broadcast booth too. It's that sucks, man. We we lose a guy like that at fifty five years old. We're not sure what the you know the circumstances were. He fell, asleep. he died in his sleep, uh, Derek. So it's it's a tough one, man. It, it we're we're seeing too many of these former athletes dying at younger ages and how ironic it is. It seems to all be when COVID started, you know, and I don't think any of these are are COVID related, but it's just frightening. Not just, not just athletes, but entertainers as well that are, that are dying, you know, suddenly, you know, and it's really sad, you know, I I, I never knew Tony Siragusa, um, but just watching him in action, man, you could tell he was a life of the party. Fun-loving guy, loved to do what he did, you know, um, and, and just enjoyed every aspect of life that you could possibly imagine. And for him, all of a sudden, to be gone at the age of fifty-five, man, that's Oof. it's really scary, you know. Yeah. It really is when you think about our ages, and you know, one morning you you, you may not wake up, man, for whatever. The, ugh, yeah, I mean, you scary. hate to be cliche, but you know, it, it tomorrow is not promised, man. As much as we we. You always have that little party that you think is invincible, but it, yeah. it, it's not. Okay, so you you do the, to the best you can enjoy yeah, it, man. Yeah, and have yeah. have as much yeah, fun man. along the way as you as you mm. can for sure. So, uh, you know, all right, you're definitely you know, you're definitely you know aware aware of, of of where you are in your life, especially when I you know turn fifty this year. Right, I'm I'm keenly aware of what's going on. You know, as far as my body, keenly going on with individuals that I played with, played against. I knew Goose. Um, you know, he. My first golf tournament I ever played in was his golf tournament in Atlantic City. You know, mm. and the stories I could tell about that. You know, what I'm saying I yeah. couldn't even say it on 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 our channel, but it's uh it's one of those things where you become very very human really really fast. You know, guys that are younger than me that are passing away. You know, I, I go yeah. out and I, I take the CT CTE test every single year you know make sure i have a baseline of where i am um if i have any decline if i'm going up you know i'm, getting, I'm you know i'm getting better i mean those are all things that i make sure that i take care of i cross my t's and dot my eyes mm. um you know just what's going on man is you know i'm 50 right now so i mean i gotta be aware of that you know a lot of people in my life or 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 that we're close to me or, or, or passing away, man. It's tough mm-hmm. on me, man. It's tough. Yeah. It you is. know, my pops passed away five years ago, you know, uh, you know, grandmother uh, a year and a half ago, you know, you know, people that influenced me a lot are at the age now that they're, you know, they're no longer going to be with us. I mean, they're, they're in a, they're in the, you know, the, the last tail end of the race. So, you know, it's just, it just makes you very, very human. You know, at this point in my life, yeah. And, and Barry, you have to you have to be even more conscious because mm-hmm. a lot of uh, offensive and defensive linemen are, oh, are passing else. away. Yeah, yeah. They're passing away at an earlier age. You know, you look at it over the last 10, 15 years, and you see a lot of these offensive defensive linemen, 51, 52, 54, you know, mm-hmm. suddenly passing away um, for whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, you're right. You have to stay on top of it, man, day and night. 
you know, even even uh, you know, I play around with you a lot, man. But bro, <laughs> you too, Henry, bro. You you'll outlive me and Rob out <laughs> man. You know, you know, but I mean, just just real, you know. Yeah, I hear you. Real with the subject, man. It's just you know the really good dude. Very, very good dude, man. Like you said, he was the life of the party. The party didn't start until Goose walked in. So yeah, that's too you know, bad. great dude. Play, and playing against him, he was by far one of the biggest dude I try to move. You know, I tried to move him, and it was like trying to move a, you know, a, a Buick outside in the yard. Strong, you know, strong. <laughs> three bills, you know, plus three, three bills plus strong dude. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, man. Tough. Anyway, all right. So uh, a couple other odds and ends. We, we mentioned a, a nice story here. Um, it could have been tragic, but it was nice. Where the, the the swimmer who uh, who had fainted once she hit the water and was towards the bottom of of the pool, and her coach jumped in. The swimmer's name she was a U.S. swimmer named Anita Alvarez, and her coach named Andrea Fuentes. The coach went in, went down literally seventeen feet, uh, pulled her out as she was unconscious, and saved the you know probably saved the girl's life. Um, and, and kudos to the coach. She had actually done that one time before with the same with the same swimmer, um, and it looks like everything's going to be fine with with the with the swimmer with the girl uh, Anita Alvarez who, who who passed out. But she she literally hit the water and then just lost consciousness. And they were they were kind of like, wait, what's what's happening here? Like, and then all of a sudden it was just panic, and she jumped in and got her. And you know, it's not an easy thing. I don't know if you guys have ever had to. Hopefully, you have it. But even when you're yeah, screwing around yeah. in the water and you're trying to pull somebody up, man. Bro, he said that. Yeah, it's very hard. I like Oof. I said, I was in, I was in a. Uh, what was I at? Oh man, I was just on a company trip, and <laughs> one of the one of the people that uh one of the um major backers of the trip jumps in the water, and I don't know what happened, uh, but he just he he was struggling a little bit, so I jump in after him, you know, and I had to pull him back to the boat. Oh you wow! Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so it was like crazy, like whoa, and then I realized, <laughs> boy, you know. Pulling just a limp weight like that is tough. Yeah, it is. Very tough. It is. Trying to stay tread water. <laughs> oh, are you kidding me, man? And and there's there's great pictures where, the, like, literally, she's – her knees are on the bottom of the pool, okay? Yeah. And the swimming coach is in her – you know, she's, she's in shorts, but she's still in a shirt. Like, you know, she just went, man, and she went in and got her. Um, and, and this, it's crazy. It is crazy. So did, did they say what caused her to back out or no, it, it, and she's what's called a, a U.S. artistic swimmer. She was finishing her routine in, in a, in a, in the solo. So it's a solo, you know, thing, uh, in the, in, for, in the free final at the world aquatics championships that was, uh, yesterday. And she's a two-time Olympian. So she sank to the bottom unconscious The the, the coach, Andrea Fuentes dove in. Uh, and her, she herself won an Olympic gold uh, medal for Spain. She got in there, got her, pulled her up. Um, the, the lifeguards weren't even jumping in, which I'm not really sure why. Okay, uh, but this woman was completely out of it, like gone. And, and she went in and and, and she got her. Um, you know, and again, it looks like she's going to be okay. Thank God. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know if there's any any definitive reasoning of, of why it happened or, you know, whatever the case may be, but, but mm. good work out of the coach, man. So she mm. got in there. All right. Let me give you, yeah, man. Yeah. I, I kudos to her. I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's really scary. Like there's a great under underwater shot yep. of the swimmer, just like kind of on her knees and she's, she's on the, on the floor of the pool. And, and this woman's in there, man, doing her thing. Thank God. Um, 
on this date 51 years ago, 1971. So June 23rd, 1971. This is this whole story is remarkable. So the Phillies threw a no-hitter. Rick Wise threw a no-hitter against the Cincinnati Reds. In the course of the game, he hit two home runs. So he drove in the two runs of the game with two solo home runs, and he pitched a no-hitter in the game. What? That's what? a damn good – A pitcher hitting two home runs, number one. Oh, yeah, two home runs. And let me give you the follow-up, which is even crazier. So that offseason, after the, the year ends – and he was a good pitcher for the Phillies. He had, they end up trading him for Steve Carlton. So they trade him for a future Hall of Famer. At the time when they made the trade, as you would expect, people in Philadelphia were like, what are you doing? (laughs) I can only imagine. this guy away? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? My goodness, that's unbelievable. It's pretty funny, man. It's pretty wild. Little did we know, huh? (laughs) Let me give you one more six degree of separation. So the final out was Pete Rose, who was still a red back then, who lined out the third base in the game. That was the final out of the game. Pete Rose would later be a Philly and win a World Series with the Phillies in 1980. So there you go. But that was a pretty, pretty interesting story in That's and of pretty itself. pretty cool, man. Right there. Yeah, but he gets – how about that? Oh, you do all those things, you get traded, man. It's it's crazy. But that's <laughs> professional well, yeah, a lot, sport. A lot of our teams need to start doing that. What yeah. do you, I mean, if they're – you know, if we see him just a little bit of decline, let's trade him. Trade Amen. him. Get him out of there. <laughs> All right. So let's circle back to something we mentioned right off the top or early in the show. Arch Manning, who is the grandson of, of, of Archie Manning, the nephew of Peyton and Eli, has committed to Texas. He was uh it was Clemson, Alabama, LSU, uh, Georgia, and Virginia were his including Texas, I should say, were his final six. And he goes with Texas, which is, you know, uh, you know, interesting because they haven't been great lately, Texas, but no, they do they have a, a coach in Sarkeesian who has been, you know, a quarterback kind of whisperer at, at his various stops, including Alabama, where he had Devontae Smith and Tua and those guys after he left the NFL. So uh, I think he's headed where he thinks the guy can get him prepared enough for the uh, for the NFL. Let me give you one other reason that people think he chose there. Not that the other markets aren't big. Some of them really are, but. The thought is he could automatically be making over $3.1 million in NIL money, name, image, and likeness, just in his rookie or in his freshman year at Texas. Jeez. This is the other consideration now with kids. This NIL stuff is is crazy, man. It is. I am so jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear that. He's making more than I made my entire NFL career. I hear you. Lord, can you imagine 18 years old walking in at $3.1 million? I'd be in trouble. I would be in massive trouble, man. It would not be good. I, I, would... want, I wonder also what percentage of his final decision to go to Texas was based on he has an opportunity to go in there and start right away compared to some of the other big-name schools you were talking about. True. Yeah, yeah. No. I Why didn't he go to Ole Miss? You know, Ole Miss is where his family, you know, have their roots at, you know. Because I mean, Ole Miss program worse than Texas program. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he didn't like Lane. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, He's Kiffin had those guys going. They no, he did. He, look, Corral. Yeah. He, did, he did a nice, nice work with Corral, man. Yeah, developing yeah. him. That's for sure. All right, we got it. We got to wrap it a little bit early today, fellas. So listen, what? we're back. Yeah, what? We are, I know. To to Derek Gunn's protest, he's protesting this officially. Hey, I, I just want to go on record and say one thing, Xander, you're on the clock. July first is next Friday. That's all Uh-oh. I'm saying. Uh oh. Okay. Just remember. Okay. Just remember. 
All right. Uh, that's for our swag, by the way, for people who are wondering. All right. So uh, back tomorrow, same time. We'll recap everything the Sixers did. The the Phillies play late night. Eagles, we, you know, we always have a lot of Eagles for you. We'll have some great guests for you as well. For D Gunn, for Barrett Brooks, for our producer, Xander Krauss, uh, for all of you in the comment section, all of you streaming, all of you listening. We appreciate it. Don't go anywhere. National football show coming up with Dan Cilio. Have a great night, everybody. We are Sports Take Jacob Sports YouTube Network. at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, I go to left, fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.